Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to episode 51 of Extreme PC UK podcast. Today is the 25th of August and on the show this week we have... Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. Hello, I'm Trevor and on Steam I am Train Spotting Trev. Train Spotting Trev. Why did you change your name? I, I, I just like to change my underwear, man. It's, you just have to freshen things up every now and again. Yeah, but you what was, you was Trevnod. We all got used to you as Trevnod. I know. Then you went to I'm the Flash, and now <sighs> you're train spotting Trev. Well, you guys you were talking about. Scottish. Yeah, you're talking about train spotting and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, yeah, okay, let's do that. And I'm stuck with it now, man. Yeah, to you be can't honest, change we, it back. We, we do like the old train spotting Trev. <laughs> good good glad you like it cool right let's continue if you've got any questions send them into contact at extremepcuk.co.uk join us on our steam group instagram facebook discord mainly premiercomputerfairs.co.uk check them out again we haven't been to a lot of them recently they're not not been in our area but we will go to the one as soon as it's near us and we'll let you all know i'd like to do a shout out for all the uh subs on twitch so uh, irish guardian He's subbed for six months. I'm the Flash, which could be Trev, not train spotting Trev or anyone else, is an eight months. And Skidoo, he's done one, and Mad City. So thank you for that. It's much appreciated. If any of you do want to sub, you can do free subs from Prime. So that's always cool and appreciated. And you get a shout out on the old show. iTunes reviews. We've had one this month, which we're grateful for because it always gets up the ratings. And that is from Jordan, 2013-13. And he says, a real PC podcast. And he gave us five stars. And he says, this is a real PC enthusiast podcast made for and by like-minded gamers. Discussions are relevant, informative, and most importantly, fun. Great for listening when traveling. Cheers, guys. Cheers for that, dude. That's uh, much appreciated. Nice, kind words there for us. Cheers, man. I do totally understand what he says, though. Like, I, If I'm listening to podcasts, it's always when you're traveling somewhere. It like, just makes the time fly away, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot of yeah. people say they listen to it on the way to work. Yeah, there's a lot of people listening. I, I always listen because I'm, sometimes I'm in my van quite a lot and I'll listen to podcasts every now and then. And it's just like, it's just like being on the phone to someone. Like, you know, Jance, I ring you every day. Like, you're like, just stop ringing me. But my day goes so much faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we get stuck into this podcast then? Yeah. Right, let's get on to the news. First up, I'd like to say about Rest. We went to Rest at Tobacco Dock in London for our yearly meet we met up with loads of people and before we get anywhere i'd like to do a shout out to oliver and matthew who were great enough to come down to rest give us a text on twitter and we all met up had a little chat and that it was really really nice to meet you guys yeah it was wicked wasn't it yeah always good to meet listeners but yeah we met oliver and matthew at rest and that was really really cool what what stood out in rest for you guys it was my first show proper gaming show you was a rest virgin yeah, yeah. The, the best I've ever been to was years ago at Science Thing, one of the museums up here. And it was like ancient games from way, way back, but it was nothing like was a proper it like a game retro? show. Yeah, it was like proper old school. Uh, it was a science museum and they do it once every year. And it's nowhere near as the same as this is a proper gaming event. Rest is all indie, so you'll have to mm. come to Insomnia or something like that with us because they are absolutely massive compared to Rest. Yeah, I wasn't... You, I've told you before what I, I wasn't a massive fan of indie games or retro games as such, but I was using it as an excuse, as an experience, just to meet some of the guys, you and Jans, see London, and just get a feel for a gaming event. And I yeah, would like to go to a proper one. 
because you're in Scotland, obviously, you came down, stayed overnight, and we also use Rezd as our yearly get-together to just let our hair down and sort of just everybody. It's really, really nice as well because there was loads of people get together, and they're all from different walks of life. Mm. People from all different like sections of London, different countries. Everybody meets up. Everyone gets along. And then after the show, we all go out. We should go around some bars, have a few beers. It all gets a bit messy, but you meet some really good people and some really nice like new friends and that. And I have yeah. to say, this year, after we went to Resden, we went out and that, everybody, there was about 10 of us all together. And mm. afterwards, everybody said to me how much they liked the other people and how well it, it, we all got on. And it was just such a, uh, a really good day. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like an unofficial community meetup. Yeah. But then everyone's been talking to each other online for so long and then they actually meet each other in person and everyone just gets on because everyone's pretty much from the same community. Yeah, yeah. it's really weird though. When when you see someone and you've you've spoke to them, like Trev, we've spoke to you for like what, eight months. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're there. You look totally different to what we think. <laughs> a lot more handsome than you first realised. Yeah, I get that a lot, mate. I get that a lot. <laughs> but yeah, Res, what stood out for you? Anything that you really, really liked there, apart from like what games stood out and stuff? For Nothing. me, I didn't see many games that really stood out as such. That I, I was just more there for experience. I think uh, we'll talk about in a little while. Earthfall that I like to kind of look off because it was in the Unreal Room. Yeah, yeah. What about yourself, Jones? But- yeah, I, I played a few games, but there was nothing there that I really went away and thought, I like that, except for like Earthfall, what we're going to talk about. What was that first game you were you, you first played when we went and that you, you said you'd been looking to play it for a little while? What, what was game that? that was? We sat down and played it for a little bit. It was the very first one we went into. Oh, in you, the you went on one where we, it's like four people fighting on screen. And oh, no, that's the one I was on. Was that me, the one he was on? Me and Trev on? were just well unimpressed. I was like, hmm, not my kind yeah. of thing. And then there was like <laughs> yeah, a, that, a crowd of people some... gathered around and we were all like, right, let's get in the chair and we might as well have a go. And I think within yeah. five minutes, I got rid of the controller and gone. Was it not Good. Goblins or something that you jumped up in them? And... Oh, no, that's a different game. He's, you're, he's yeah. talking about the one you really want to play, Jazz. Yeah, what was oh, that? Oh, right. Where you've got the giant Goblins and like the Ogres. Oh, yeah, ogres, yeah, yeah. That, that was the Extinction. Ah, okay. Yeah, because I saw that at PC Gamer Weekender, and mm. I didn't get a chance to play it there. So it was something that looked interesting that I really wanted to have a go off. But then again, it was like everything else. I played it and then was really unimpressed. Like from the outside, looking at that game, I thought, yeah, that looks pretty good. And the guy was telling me that it's got the same combo engine that you had in the old school game Killer Instinct. And that was a game that I played back in the day on like Nintendo 64. And I loved it. And that's why it intrigued me to like play it on this game. But the thing is, when I actually got to play it, I wasn't that impressed with it. And it's really repetitive. There's, There's not a huge amount in it. You are just killing these goblins on the ground for a massive giant ogre to come along. And then you've got to kill that ogre. And then once you're done, you just do the same thing again. But each time you're doing it, you're kind of unlocking things that aren't really that great. You was and... really, really into this game, though, at the beginning. Yeah, you, like, you were talking about you, it, yeah. I've seen you at a few shows now where you see that game, you're like, yeah, I really want to play this game, I really want to play this game. And, and we're speaking to the devs about getting it and trying it out yeah. and this and that yeah. and the other. But to me, it was never really my cup of tea to start with, so I was never really interested. I let you crack on. When you actually got to play it, 
I think the main thing was you was like the game's all right, you know, it's it's a, it's an okay game. And then the guy's like, yeah, the publishers have put it out at fifty quid, and you're yeah. like, whoa! Ooh, I, I thought yeah. it'd be like a tenner. That's harsh. <laughs> yeah, because I was saying there's not enough in the game. Like it looks nice, and you've got this whole combo thing, but it's it's so repetitive that you'd play it for an hour and be like, I, I never really need to play that again. And that's why I thought at like a 40, 50 quid price tag, because they even had it on sale there. It, I think it's the regular price is 50 quid. They were doing it on sale there for 40 quid. And I was saying to him, like, this is a 10 pound game. It's like, there's no way I would pay that kind of money for that kind of game. But the thing was, you was just, you, you had goals you had to do. So it'd be like, you have to, like, the, the, little, the little goblins, you kill them and that builds up and then there's an ogre. When the ogre starts walking around, it's massive, like ginormous massive, like the size of a building. And he just mm. walks around, he crushes buildings. And, and when you hit him, he actually chases you. He tries to kill you and stuff. And you have to like jump on his leg, smash off his leg armor. And then you have to climb up, cut his limbs off. And then you, yeah, the, the ultimate, you cut start, his head off. He, yeah, but the thing is that when you start on level one, he's he doesn't have any armor. Yeah. But it will say like, yeah, cut off his leg first and then cut off his head. Yeah, you so get you like goals. Yeah, you have to do it in that sequence, but it's there's there's no real skill to it. It's like you just run up to him, you jump on him, and it yep. grabs on. That's what I was about to say though, because you've done it straight away. Yeah, and it's like I killed him like in the first five minutes, and I was like, okay, well, what do we go to next? And the guy's like, no, it will just start again, but the next ogre will come along, and he might have armor on his legs, and then you have to smash the armor off before you can cut his leg off. So I was like, well, I'm just doing the exact same thing, but I'm just having to do it more. And I was like, I'm bored of it already because I don't want to do that same thing again. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting new weapons. I'm not doing it on a different map. And the ogres aren't changing. It's just the next time you see an ogre, he's got metal around his ankles or he's got metal around his arms or he's got yeah. a helmet on or something. And you yeah. think, well, it's a bit of a cop-out. All you're doing is like dressing up a a giant and i've got to undress him but yeah for me it wasn't something that i was interested in the beginning and i was quite shocked at the beginning it was your kind of game because i know you like fighting games and the combos and all that but i I thought at the beginning when i first saw it ages ago that it looked repetitive and you know what really put me off of it was the guy on the stand he didn't seem impressed with it himself we said to him (laughs) really yeah we said to him yeah look the game's mediocre it looks all right we'd play it if it was like 10 15 quid it looks okay for a bit of fun and then he's like, yeah, yeah, it's been published and they want 50 quid for it. Like, you know, that's very, very expensive for what it is. But my fault, you'd maybe selling it to us or turning us <laughs> off of it. At least he's been honest, man. Yeah, but yeah. I think it was so obvious, though, because anyone who sat down and played it and then said, oh, so what happens next? And he says, well, you just do it again. Anyone's going to be like, well, I ain't paying 50 quid for that. Yeah, so said, you do it again, it, but this time it's got more armor on it. You do it yeah. again, it's got a helmet on. Do it again and this. It's, a hard, the, it's a hard thing to sell. Yeah. Who's the dev, Jens? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll double check actually because if if they're charging fifty quid for that game, and it's not like a triple A title that like someone would recommend highly, mm. uh, then they've got some nerve. Even the triple A titles at fifty quid on PC, we discussed yeah. this last month, didn't we? It was a joke. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. That, that that game was definitely definitely well overpriced. The thing is, I can't see them getting many sales on it because I can't see how many people would buy that. They they were selling it as if it was like a top game that's waiting to come out and everybody wants to go mad about it, but I just didn't, didn't feel it. 
Nah. Nick, oh, you know I... the reason why? It's on console as well. They don't think they care. Ah, oh, maybe that's why. It, yeah, mm. and it's, they won't care. They've ported it to the PC and they've went, well, we don't care. If we get anything, it's a bonus. And they'll yeah. probably think, screw it, uh, it's probably not a good port as well. I don't know. what. How did it play, Jansen? Did it feel okay? Did yeah, no, okay? The, the actual game played okay. And okay. The, the graphics and everything were quite good. And mm-hmm. you had this whole thing of like Assassin's Creed where you could run up the side of buildings, you could like grab onto anything, jump across roofs. They had this whole combo thing, which seemed to work quite well. But there was just not enough. Even the, the maps were the same. You, you was like, is, did, do you go to different worlds and different maps? It's like, no, it's the same map. Yeah, it's basically you're you're in a, a village surrounded by like high walls, and you're just running around in that village. And then you kill that that giant, and then it's just back to the same village with a different giant. It wasn't my cup of tea at all. I think I went away after about five minutes, and I left you guys. Yeah, I, t- I yeah. turned around and he was gone. <laughs> I went to let's all stick together. <laughs> Turn around, he was gone. Yeah. I did tell, uh, was it Adam? Um, yeah, yeah, you said Adam, you went. I did say to him, yeah, I'll be back in, yeah. Fair play. But um, I'll tell you what, I went, I, the main thing I wanted to see at Res was Phoenix Point. I don't know if you'd have heard about Phoenix Point. Yeah, yeah, I've heard you talk you, about it. Did you Just, play it? Because I had to take you to it later on. Yeah, the thing was, we, the, I really, really wanted to play that game and to get into it and talk to the devs about it and that. But the thing yeah. is, at that point in time, we had so many of us together that I was, was more round. focused on trying to keep us all together and that. I got to yeah. get to the Phoenix, Phoenix Point and have a look at the gameplay and that and some of the aliens and stuff, but I didn't get around to talking to the guy or playing it. But the thing is, if I'm honest with you, a game that I'm really, really excited about, I won't play before it comes out. I won't play I early access. I can understand that. Yeah, I can I'll, understand that, Nick. Yeah, I won't play early access. I won't look at sneak previews. I, I just don't want to see anything about the game. Yeah. I want to play it yeah. myself when I get it. It's like yeah, dancing I'm, with films. Yeah, I was going to say, if there's a film that I really like, I'll never watch a trailer for it. Not even one trailer? No. I'm the same, but not as bad as that. Like the Avengers movie coming out, I've watched some trailers, but I don't read any, you know, reviews, spoiler or unspoiler. Because they always put the best bits in there, don't they? Yeah, I want to go in there knowing nothing about it. How do you know you don't want to see it if you've never seen a trailer, man? Because I I know know about it. Yes. All right, okay. And it's pretty much the same. It's like... I don't know a lot of people nowadays, people in the community with us, that are mad about the original XCOM like I am. Mm. That game, to me, when I first got it on my old school computers, whatever it was, an Amstrad or whatever it was, was my favourite game of all time. And I always bang on about it. The graphics are really poor now, but they were really good then. It's like a proper strategy game. And you've got all the later XCOMs, like the new ones, the Enemy Within, and all the ones that have come out recently in the last like five years or ten years. But mm-hmm. this... It's the actual guy that made the original. He's come back and he's decided he's going to remake a new game exactly the same as the original, but with all the latest stuff and with a lot more stuff in it because obviously the PCs now are so much more advanced. There's so much more space to build on stuff. Was that both games, XCOM and XCOM 2, yeah? No, because this is the thing. Even what I'm saying to you, XCOM and XCOM 2, they're the new ones. Yeah. I'm talking about I mean. the original. Oh no, but you said he came back. Did he come back to do the new XCOM? No, I don't. New... I, I'm I'm not 100 sure if he did them okay. ones or not. I liked them ones as well because the whole concept yeah. was the same strategy sort of thing. But he did the original, and the original is very basic gameplay. It's like you've got the Earth, you've got the the missions you go to, and you've got the strategy, and it's just base building, and and it's just very basic. But it's continuation. So you start, you build your base. You expand, you collect new guns and stuff. You research. You can build bases? Yeah. Jesus, okay. 
And, I totally and don't know about this game. I need to send you this game and let you play it. But the thing is, I played it like 25 years ago or whatever it was. So it's like, mm. to me, it's pure nostalgic. To you, you'll be looking and go, I don't know what I'm looking at. It's all blurry. But it's a really, <laughs> really good game. It's like really, for back in its time, it was a wicked game. I thought it was a strategy game, like a turn-based one. Yeah, it is. With turn-based. aliens and stuff. What's this building basics? I yeah, because know. it's designed on three sections. You've got the world section, yeah, where you've got a picture of the Earth. Mm-hmm. On that Earth, you start the game by placing a marker for a base, wherever you want, whether it's England, Africa, wherever you want, you put it. And I always do like Europe. And then you get a satellite which will cover a certain circle, like radius, around where your base is. Basically, in that radius, the game starts. You, you get all your army men. You get all your weapons and you can build your base on the base screen, which is like squares. And then you choose whatever you want, like a, an alien containment or you can have like a radar or some rockets. They're all extra things to your base. And basically what it is, you get funding from the government of like, say, a million pounds to start with. If you do really good in the game, as missions come on and aliens take over the world, you get more funding from that country. If you don't help out in that country as much, you lose funding. And if so many countries drop out of, of funding you, you lose the game. And what happens okay. is, so you get your base, you've got your world, you set that up, and then you can fast forward time. And the world will go around like a real world. But every now and then you'll get a ship fly across the world, or it'll be going somewhere, like an alien ship. When that happens, you have to click on your base, and you have two types of planes. You've got like an Avenger, and you've got like fighter jets. You'll send a fighter jet, and then you'll get a screen where you're fighting the aliens. And you can automatically do it, or you can manually do it. And basically, if they knock that alien ship down without, and they don't die, that crash lands. Then you get your Avenger with all your troops on it. You fly there, and then you get the strategy mission on the ground. But the thing is, wherever you are on like the geoscape mm-hmm. on the world, if you're in like North Pole, you'll get a snow level. If you're in the desert, you'll get a desert level. But what happens is it goes to turn-based strategy. So then you'll take your first man out of the ship. And he'll walk around like they have time units. So if you've got 50 time units and all the soldiers have got different variations of qualities. So if he's got 100 time units, he can walk further. If he's got wants to do like a run and gun where he goes halfway, but he wants to keep a bullet back in case when it's not his turn, something comes out. You can save them back, if you know what I mean. And okay. it's, all, it's all about strategy. And basically yeah. every mission, if it's a small ship, there might be eight aliens. And they'll be walking around in buildings or whatever. You have to kill the eight aliens. And then when you lift off you get scored on how many people have died, how many aliens you've killed, how many aliens you've took back alive, how much alien artifacts and stuff you've found. And then when you go back to your base for the next mission, when you go back, you can then research all the stuff you found in that level. So alien guns, alien alloys, stuff like that. And you research that in the next mission. If you've researched more stuff, you can buy it and produce it and then bring it with you to the next mission. And every single mission, you're getting further and further and more and more advanced to the point where you've got like new body suits, power suits, you've got new spaceships, you've got alien technology. There's a lot more to this game than I thought. Yeah, and then the whole game is just pretty much you as a government going through, researching. The last level is where you go to the alien base on the moon. And do you know what? It took me 20 years to complete that game, the original one. What? Yeah, and I've got books and everything on it, strategy books from years ago, which are like, black ink written books and they're like they're like i don't know two inches thick 
and it's got all the stats of each alien, all the stats of every ship, every bullet. I've heard it's really difficult to complete. I had a guy I used to work beside that would say, play this, play this. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of strategy games, so I never get a chance. But he said, it is so hard. It's the hardest game I've ever played. I'm like, okay, wow. Yeah, because you've got like iron modes as well, where if you you lose someone, they're gone. But if you die, that's it. You, there's no, you can't load it again. Once the load's gone, it's gone. Oh, no, 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 but no. That takes the, thing the fun is, away. The reason why I took me so long to complete it was... Is because I got to the I was playing the game over and over and over again, and I didn't realise I had to get a captain of a ship alive. So I was only a kid when I started playing this, and I've been playing it. I, I've been moving it from computer to computer to computer, and then when it went from the old 32-bit computers, they yeah. the game didn't work no more, and I managed to get mm-hmm. a file that can make it run like an emulator sort of thing. And yeah. then I got that working. I brought it onto my new computer from my old save. Pretty much, I was playing it for like 20 years, and every like year I'd go back to it and play it a bit more. And I was like, when am I going to get to this final level? And it was only a few years back from now, like a couple of years back, that I went into the book and read it. And it was like, yeah, to get this last push, you need to get one of the top level captains alive, take him back and research him. And they're only on certain ships when you take them down. And so I was just taking down everything, blowing it up, killing everyone to do the research and it turned out in the end of it that I all had to do was that so I'd done that once and it went to the, the last planet and it was like man I've been playing this game for like 20 years and I've just completed it the best completion well ever <laughs> <laughs> well done congratulations oh, on. Oh, I would have given up 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the, the thing about this is you know how you got um, Elite Dangerous and yeah. the guy made the game on the Amiga years ago and yep. then he brought out this version, and everybody's loved it because it's like it brings back their history, but in a much newer game. He's basically done the same thing. So he built that game himself back then, and now he's bringing out another version, but an updated version of it that he's making. So it's going to be the same, all the same sort of stuff. And so I'm just well excited about it. I'll definitely buy the game anyway. I nearly backed it as well. Yeah. Ah, so okay. that, that's what I went to res to see and didn't get to see it. Oh, gutted, man. Yeah, well, we just had a quick look at it before yeah. we left. Yeah. yeah, but what else stood out to you guys? Uh, I was just uh, you played that motorbike game. Well, yeah, I played a motorbike game, and and I wouldn't say that's one that that stands out to me after playing it. I mean, it was enjoyable enough, but actually, it was um, that strange brigade that uh, I played with. It might have been Adam. I think it was. I'm awful with names. Uh, I played that, and that was a bit similar to Airfall, actually. No, it was it was really good fun. I actually enjoyed it probably more than Earthfall, but Earthfall was still fun as well. And we'll get to that. And I played that with one of your guys as well. And uh, uh, that's out. That's got a release date now of August twenty eighth. I've just found out. So the thing is, you got to remember with Earthfall to that. That's like going to be triple A, and Earthfall was like yeah, more indie. yeah, yeah. No, no, it's got a lot more to go, and it's got a lot more released maps to come out and things. That's fine. Yeah, go on, Jan. Yeah, yeah. With Strange Brigade, we've been playing that at different shows. Yeah since last year all of us have had a go of it and all of us have liked it so i reckon that will probably be a game that when it's released we'll probably all end up getting it yeah but the one thing that stuck out for me on that was which i learned at res i I was chatting to the developer there and he was like look we've got four computers here and he says they're all linked and i was like oh we've only ever seen it on single player and he was like no no it's four player co-op the four people were all playing it together i didn't actually get to play it. i've not played it yet you lot have i haven't even got a chance yet Depends yeah. how much they charge for it as well, dude. You know, it's if it's another fifty quid, then well, it will be. It's a triple A, isn't it? It's on PlayStation and Xbox as well, so 
I've always said that to people though. If you've got a game that's coming out on PlayStation and Xbox, they're always going to charge 50 quid for it, 40 quid. So yeah, they're not going to go and put it out on PC for half the price because otherwise everybody will just get it on PC. So when you do get yeah. them games that are on both, then you're pretty much stuck with that price tag. And that's oh, what I've sick. been saying to people about how PCs were always known for having the cheaper games on, but now they're starting to do this cross-platform thing. Yeah. It's like we're all getting messed up with it. Yeah, that was the same with Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Because it's cross-play, it's 50 quid each. And that Jansen's game that he was talking about before was is is 50 quid because it's on console as well. Yeah. 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 It's, it's greed, man, because Xbox and PlayStation... The reason it's so expensive is because they have to pay a fee to Microsoft and so on, respectfully. They do have to do that on Steam, but it's nowhere near the same kind of price. So it's just greed, in my opinion, but hey-ho. Yeah. We saw another game there, but I can't remember the name of it. Um, describe it, describe it. It was it was the one me and Jansen was really into. It was really, really, really early. Um, there was a developer there, and he was like, yeah, I'm working on it with me and one of my friends. It was about building bases on the moon. And it was so Ooh, it was yeah. so early that yeah. he actually said, I don't actually know what we're going to do in the game yet. At the moment, we've just yeah. got Moon and all the base parts and that. We don't know whether we're going to make it a strategy game or if we're going to put something else into it as well. And we was like, really, really digging for some answers. And he, he honestly couldn't tell us any answers. He's like, look, yeah. wait about another it, year and I'll, I'll yeah, know what to tell you. He was saying that literally what they had was put together for the show. Yeah. So it was playable, but... It was literally just placing your bits around on the moon, and then that was it. I remember that, man. I can't remember the title, though. Oh, it was called no. Order of Magnitude. Yep, sounds about right. Okay. Yeah, I see it now, actually, yep. And then it says Rebuild Humanity in Space. And if you remember, he was talking about having the solar system that you can go and build, and it's all about it's all about you building a colony on different planets and and then going out and out and out. And he said it would actually go outside of our solar system and outside of like the Milky Way, and he doesn't know how far he can take it yet. But it's all about spreading humans across across the uh, across space. Mm, but that, yes. I, I saw that, and I was like, "That looks like a bit of me." That the graphics look really, really good. But um, that's what caught my attention yeah. is that it was photorealistic. Yeah, because uh, you get all these base building. It's it it all looks a bit kind of cartoony, even though yeah. they're trying to make it look real. But this one, it actually looked really nice. Yeah, it did. It did look nice, and I, I just wish the, the the guy was like, "Look, we're gonna come. We've come to the show. We've built this build especially for the show to see what kind of feedback we get." And then he was a bit overwhelmed, I think, because there was like so many people seeing it. Because you got to remember, Res is all indie games, so you've got hundreds of indie games there, and mm. really good ones to re- really really little ones, which people like mobile phone games and stuff. And I think he was obviously expecting to be in a corner somewhere and then everybody was going to him. So he's a bit like, well, I don't really know what to say now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jan said, yeah. you know what we're like when we get into someone as well? We're, like, we're asking all these questions and the guy's just a bit like, well, I just don't know yet. I just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even the other guy came over and he was trying to like help as well. But between the two of them, they, they, didn't, they didn't have enough of a game to answer any of the questions. And even the guy said, I, I don't know what the end game's going to be. I don't yeah, know if there's going to be a story. I don't know if it's going to be like campaigns. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole article in PC Gamer about it. I was just reading that while you were talking about that, Nick. Oh, really? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll send you the guys yeah, a link in a little bit. But they were interviewing him at one point, and he's just saying he's overwhelmed as well with the response. And oh, really? They, they, how many people are actually working on him? Is it him and his colleague that I were in the room? I think there was two of them. He said. Yeah, I think. Oh. Yeah, I think he said two. 
that'll be miles off then. But I am curious as well, man. I've been looking to get into a, a real building kind of strategy game like this Dude, for a you while. Need to get into XCOM. Oh no. <laughs> do you need to give it a chance, dude? It's going to be like it took you twenty years, man. You're no, not selling the original. it. <laughs> that's the original, original one. Go for the uh, late one. Or we do what we always say: we get back an Imperium. Every... Oh, uh, I do you know try what? That. Do you know try what? That. Let's just get into Imperium for a second, yeah. Yeah. I've been looking at the dev blog because obviously I follow them because we reviewed the game for them and that, and I've been chatting to them and stuff. They've just brought out their, I think it's version eight now. They've got a planet-building part of the game. So I can go in and I can specifically say I want our solar system and then I can actually make bigger planets, smaller planets. I can have custom biomes. You see how before you'd have to go into like the actual config files of each planet. You'd have to design them all by coding, basically. With little, 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 like You'd have to go in and put the RGB colors of the sky, the floor, and all the different components of what's in what. Now you can go design a planet, name it, and then just randomly have things in it, and it does it all itself. So I can I can just build us our own solar system in a three D solar system builder, and then put that into oh. game. Let's get dinosaurs in it, man. It's got Tron bikes in it. Yeah, it's got everything. Oh. The thing is with that game, Trev, that that is yeah. the most open open game you can get because it's all about is there's say there's twenty planets in a system. When you start the game, you've got nothing, so you're on a planet. And you have to build a base in order to be able to live. So you've got to build a base. That takes a, uh, like a day or two. Then you build a hover car. Then you build a little ship. Then uh, the more you play it, you get a bigger ship. Then you go out into space. Once you've got like, that whole level of going out to space, that takes ages. It's like the whole game is well good up to this point. And then all of a sudden, you're out in space. You can go anywhere. You can go to any planet. You can build whatever you want. And then you, know? you can build a mothership. Yeah. And you can put your smaller ships inside it. I'm going to buy it. Screw it. It's 15 the thing quid. Is, the thing is, if we get back into Imperium, mm-hmm. it's going to be a thousand hours minimum yeah. just to play that one time. You, you, I've, it's, I've, it's got, a, I've got that in Rust. I've got like 1100 hours in I'll Rust. Tell you that's what, one of my favorite games, and, and I, that took me ages to get that. I'll tell you what, <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll set up another Imperium server. Anyone out there listening, let us know yeah. if you are interested. Because the thing is with Imperium, yeah. if there's only three or four of us on there, it's not worth it. Because the whole game is built up around other players coming on. So the whole universe will start on one planet, which will be a starter planet where everybody's safe. Then you can you can change every play zone. So one planet is a play zone. And then the atmosphere around that planet is a play zone. And then the outside of that atmosphere will be a play zone. And every single play zone I can change to be... Uh, PVE or PVP, or it can be like no one could hurt each other. There could be a station which someone builds for a shop, like a trading station, stuff like that. It's so open, it's unbelievable. What makes that game good is when you get little teams of people, because you can start clans up in game. We might start on the same planet, or there might be two starter planets at the opposite ends of the universe. And then Mm -hmm. it's when people start going to other planets and building in the PVP sections where you go and try and attack them. You get people starting up their own crews and it's like all of them will be like, right, such and such shot me as I went through space. We all need to attack them. And then you get these real life battles going on and your ship, if they manage to get the core of your ship, like they jump on your ship, they they blow up a couple of bricks and then they find your core. They can then put their core in. They can take your ship. You can't do nothing about it. It says. 
And me so and you, Jack, play, you do play against other play, players, and it's not just your group and your nah, clan. Nah. You're saying you need. To, why do you need to get other people on then? Like if you're playing against other people, because PvP. they. Yeah, because it's say me and you and everybody from the podcast jump on. They're all going to be in Extreme PC UK's group. They're not going to fight oh, each okay. other. Clans against clans, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you, but the last time we done the server, we was I think second from the top of the list, and we was having a oh, hundred wow. people a day coming on, doing something, and leaving. And the thing is, Trev, it's amazing because you start off with an empty planet, and we might build our base, and then by the time we've built our base, people are coming on, leaving, coming on, leaving. But you give it a month, that whole planet has transformed into buildings everywhere, and you're like flying across the planet, and there's like crazy ass buildings, people. Because what you can yeah. do in it as well is you can get blueprints. So you can go online, download a blueprint of, say, the Death Star. And then in-game, all you've got to do is go to a blueprint machine, but you have to get all of the requirements, all the materials. So you'll have to go off and dig for, like, the ores. You'll have to dig for all the, the iron. And it might be something like 80,000 iron, which is going to oh, take wow. you ages. But so you can either build it up and build it up. And like me, I just built my ship randomly, like built a bit, <clears> grew it a bit more, extended it a bit more. But the physics... serious question, though, Nick. Serious question about that game, though. How do you how do you organize a meet up in in space, though? Easily. You, you plan it. You plan it. Is that your joke? <laughs> Tumbleweed. <laughs> Sorry, man. I couldn't help but carry on. Carry but the thing on. is, Trev, I can set up the solar system like last time, where the planets are far enough away because. You can fly your ship to another planet into space, but then to get from one planet play zone to another, you need mm-hmm. to have what was it called, Jance? Like them, the, it was like cells or warp. something. Warp drive. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. Go, you have to have a warp drive, but you need certain cells. amount of cells, and they can only yeah. go so far. So yeah, because you you make a jump, but you have to make uh, multiple jumps to get to certain places. Oh, it sounds so, elite dangerous. It's elite dangerous, but I'm building a system myself. Yeah. Oh, can you get seven of nine in it? Can I get what? Seven of nine. Do you know who that is? No. No one a Star Trek fan here. God damn it. Carry I like on. Star Trek, but I'm not that deep. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it, that game, like, it is really, really good. And if you're on and no one else is about, we could just go and fight AI and stuff like that and, and rob their bases. I'm buying and... it. I'm buying it now. I'm loading up. The Steam. thing is, I will say, there's no point buying it and trying okay. to. There's no way you should play that game if you're not going to... Don't play it and then think you're going to jump on our server and play it because you won't. If you play it now, you'll be stuck mm-hmm. in that server like Rest. You'll be playing on that server forever. Oh, right, because you... Yeah. Really? Yeah, because it's so intense and so long to play the game. If you play it now, you'll play. It, you'll get addicted. You'll be playing it for three or four days and then I'll be like, I'll start a server. Like, I'm not going back to the start. I'm doing it all again. But it's, that's that's what it's like with Rust to a certain yeah. extent, man. That's why I try to find a server I like and I stay in it. And if I really want to change server, I wait till the next month till there's a wipe. So I'm I'm fine with that. It's kind of probably a similar setup. I'm I'm going to give it a try, man. You know. So. But the thing, the thing I is, like about this game as well. The thing is, you is might ruin it for yourself building. as well. Yeah. It's like I've played like so many other games that are like it, where you you have to build with blocks. And they've always been really frustrating. But I think with Empyrean, they've got the building perfect. Yeah. Like we we went up to a mountain and you get drills. And we drilled a a tunnel into the mountain. And then we built our whole base in the mountain. So when you look at the mountain, you've got like a metal platform just up to the edge. 
and then you fly your ship into that pla- into the platform into the mountain and park your ship inside yeah so it was just like a door like a bay door on the side of a mountain but when you went inside it was big enough to like fly 10 ships in there it sounds like space engineers i always thought it's a lot better than space engineers no probably will be just when you're talking about building and space and planets Mm. and blocks and stuff it sounds like rust and space the thing is it's like you can go off and do your own thing or we can do Mm. it together like we could just build one starter base all work together to build a little ship get us into space and then we mm-hmm. get materials to build like a mothership each, and then we fly around in convoy. Well, I'm up for that because Jans doesn't play games with us anymore. <laughs> yeah, do you, Jans? But yeah, I'll definitely get into that if you got it. Yeah, yeah you're I'm, well buying it. It. I'm buying it. Screw it. I'm buying it right now. But the thing is, you'll have to give me some time yeah. to build a server because it's not a very simple server build. It's like the thing is, we could either go onto someone else's server, but the thing with that is, they decide to get rid of it, we all lose our stuff. Well, yeah, true. Well, is it like Rust in, in respect that if it's dead, people won't go on it? Does that I, make sense? I'm not sure because the last time we had our server was quite a bit of time ago, and we was like second, eye on it anyway. We was like second from the top, so we had people oh, wow. on all the time. But if we get down the bottom of the list, you won't get no one on, and it won't. It'll be boring to play it. Yeah, but you got to the top for a reason. So you started off with not many. So yeah, yeah. guys, listen. If you if you're interested, give us comments. We want more people to play with. Yeah, well, maybe we'll keep yeah. that in mind anyway. Okay. But yeah, rest. Really, really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed the night after that. We all went out, went to a few beers in Shoreditch. We had a nice roof terrace. Pretty cool. One extra thing <laughs> I'll add to rest. They had a PlayStation section there, and <laughs> they were playing it on PCs. And so I was talking to the guy, and I was like, yes, yeah, so what's going on here? And he said, basically, what they've done now, they've got an app for PC where you pay £17 a month and then you have access to 500 different PlayStation games. PlayStation Now? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And mm. I, I thought that was pretty cool because I, I was just walking around and I thought it was just PlayStation promoting PlayStation. And when I saw the guy was on a PC, I was like, oh, what's that all about? And uh, pretty funny, the guy who I was talking to there, his name was Lancelot. <laughs> yeah, I remember you coming up to me saying that guy's name's Lance a lot. Yeah, How much yeah. is it? Seventeen pounds, one yeah. seven. That's yeah. a lot of money, mate. When a lot of game passes are under a tenner, that's mm. ridiculous. A little bit console it, again, it, <laughs> but as well, it depends on the games that they've got because I could play pay Game Pass, the Microsoft one, and I'll go through the list of games and be like, "There's nothing here I want to play," so it's a waste of money. But with PlayStation, I could look on there and be like, well, there's there's straight away, there's £200 worth of games that I would play straight away. Yeah, no, it's far superior. You get a lot more, I know. Hmm. That's enough of PlayStation anyway. Yeah, that's a dirty word. (laughs) It's on PC, so... Right, let's move on anyway. It's relevant. Jansen, what's your news? Yeah, my news this month is EK Waterblocks are going to start making pre-built PCs. Um, really? They 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 haven't actually got anything out yet. It's not until May. Seen any pictures? Um, yeah. So I've seen a few pictures of what they're going to do. The way they're doing it, it's their what they call the uh, liquid gaming, which is their custom loop, but all in one. And they're using that as the base. So what? They're and basically then, building a gaming PC, but then it's going to be full custom loop from yeah. their 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 range. Yeah, exactly. And everything else is 
other brands, but they're, they're using pretty good brands to do the rest of the build. They say that they're going to base it around MSI motherboards, Ryzen CPUs, NV GPUs, G-Skill RAM. Yeah, so with those components, they've got quite a decent build. But the starting price for one of these, they've put it out as $3,000. So, yeah. Yeah. so the price the price is quite high. And I'm sure that's probably a base model as well. And so the price will go up. That's um, ridiculous. People are going to yeah. pay it. They're going to sell yeah. it. For, for a starting model, man? Oh, Christ. Yeah. Just so you all know, we can do that for probably half the price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ours will, be, ours will have a lot more skill in there as well. Do you know what I noticed about most companies, though, that are much bigger than put out, like, these gaming PCs? The cable management is terrible. You can't see if it's at the binder-back panel, man. Dude, I look at computers everywhere. Me and Jansen go around the shows, yeah, and I'm going to every other computer builder or, or like, big company that do games machines, and I look at it straight when I go, look, Jansen, look where they've run that cable. Look at that. They've just left it hanging. Look at that. There's a problem that you can see it. They haven't hid it at the at least and made a mess at the but back the thing of it is, where you when can't I see build it. a computer Trev even the cables at the back they all run perfect they all go perfectly when into it they're all zip tied perfect one day I'll wake up and be as awesome as you man I can only dream <laughs> and hope we've had <laughs> this with hands before where he's like it doesn't matter the PC works I don't care my computer yeah. looks like someone's it, put it, dynamite it in a parrot that affects airflow so it does matter to an extent dynamite yeah. in a parrot but he, he, he just says if it works then that's good enough he doesn't even want a window on the side of his computer because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't care what it looks like inside. Oh, my God. That's that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, carry on, but, gents. Free yeah, grand. But, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, it's $3,000 because, basically, when they start doing this in May, it's only going to be available in America. So oh, I right. don't know when they'll start offering it over here and what the prices will be. If at all. I do like EK Warblocks, yeah. though. They are pretty nice. Yeah, and the builds that I've seen, the mock-ups that they've done, they they do look nice, but you would expect it to look nice for the price that you're paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's their water cooling systems and stuff. All of that is high quality because their stuff is good quality. Yeah, Um, and I do like EK. Yeah. The thing is, what I need to start seeing more of, though, is because obviously lately we've we've been on projects where we're using water blocks the RGB on the water block, the only ones I can really find at the moment is Fantex, which we've been using. The reason why we want it is because we, we want to have a separate loop for color RGB on the CPU, the water block, and the reservoir or the pump to the actual actual machine. So it, so there's two selects of colors going on. I'm just finding it really hard to find an RGB water block at the moment, especially ones that are in stock for 1080 Ti. That's a nightmare. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I think I'll be staying away from that at that price, but it does sound interesting all the same. <laughs> right, moving on. Trev, what's your news? The first thing is, I have, for the first time in a while, built my own fancy PC gaming rig. Uh, not as cool as what you and Mr. Jansen would build, because I, I can <laughs> and won't get involved in the, the, you, you know, the tubing and the water and the why dye and all that why stuff. Why don't you give it a go? I don't have that much of an interest in building them. I do it because I want a I lot of power and I don't want to pay the price that you pay. I, I, I save a couple of hundred pounds easy doing it the, the way I've done it just now. But it has got the RGB in it. And it's oh, still man, the RGB. Jan, yeah, get a yeah, phone call from spent. Trev. 
<laughs> I get a video call, and it's like, Nick, I've got this new, and I've never used a deep call all in one water calling, you know, like with the, with the Rad and the two twin fans, 240, which he's mm. gone for, yeah, which is the one that's got the piece of glass where you've got the, or like the plastic tubing where you've got like the coloured water going through it. Yeah. And so at first I was like, I've never, I've never used one of them, Trev. I said, it's got to be the same as all the others though. You just, you bolt in the Rad, <laughs> put on your water block and then you'll have two sets of cables. You'll have one for the power and the pumps and the fans and one set of cables for the RGB. He's like, I don't think it's that simple, Nick. Anyway, he video calls me. And he's like showing me on his phone, like along along the cables, and there's breaks and connections <laughs> everywhere. And I'm like, and he's like, I can't be bothered with this. I'm just gonna leave the, the RGB off, and I'll just. I'm like, look. <laughs> so I'm looking it up online, the instructions here, yeah? like thinking, man, there are a lot of cables there. And what it is in the end, it's they've got the two fan cables coming out that goes and splits again and goes into the water block for the mm. actual power, which then goes to a SATA cable. But then for the RGB, where they've confused him is. They've got a cable so you can run it manually where you can press buttons to change the colour and they've got a cable that connects it to your motherboard RGB header pins. Where he was getting confused is he had these three cables and it's like they all fit each other. So he's like, I just don't know what to do with all these cables. They're everywhere. And in the end, he's like, I'm just leaving it. I'm just going to, it'll work. I'm going to leave it without the RGB. And I was like, no, no, plug it in. It's all good. (laughs) There was control boxes everywhere. There was two control boxes. There was cables everywhere and... Uh, well, get it fine-tuned, or maybe when you guys come up, yeah, up here, what it was, get it fine-tuned. What it was was confusing was because they've made it so it can be self-sufficient from the computer, so there's no yeah. extras. So you yeah, switch yeah. your motherboard on, you load like an Aura or whatever you're using for your RGB, yeah. and the whole thing will work from, from the system, like on Windows. But then <laughs> where he was getting confused is he had extra cables so that you could manually change colours with little colour-changing boxes on yeah. inside the pc it, it, don't get me wrong it is lit up at the moment and that's because we plugged the um the rgb cable into rgb header on the motherboard so uh, you downloaded all the, the app are, yet uh, no it's well it's built into the bios so i haven't done it yet but i, I had to get the pc up bare bones running first of all and everything on the motherboard lights up the water block on the cpu lights up the only yeah, thing that doesn't layer no, up are the two fans. Go to, go to Deep Cool's website, download their mm. program, and then it'll all, it'll all be in sync. I probably will do that. Yeah, let's like say I've just literally not long got it. To, it doesn't have a cover on the side of it, Nick. You I know, do think it's funny how, like, like me, <laughs> I have to have everything done. I would not switch that power button on until everything's done and perfect. The colours are set up yeah. and everything. Do you know why I've not? Do you know why I never done that? Because, because you wanted to first... get Earthfield yeah, played. Yeah, no, no, yeah, well, that as well. The second time <laughs> I built a PC. I built it and I turned it on and something wasn't working and I had to strip it all out again. So it's a logical thing that get it bare bones working and then put everything back together like the sides and stuff. First time I ever built a PC, I blew up a 400 pound motherboard as well. So you can see why I'm I'm not, (laughs) yeah, I'm not, this is my fourth PC that I built. So I'm not a massive fan, but yeah, no, I like it. I got the, uh, I was telling Janice before, I got the Fractal Design Meshify C that you said was ugly. But I think Jansen, I like it. That will bring me on to my next point of news, which is the rumoured NVIDIA GTX 1180 that will probably be coming out within the next month or two from NVIDIA. And I'm going to put that in the, the You're box. You're doing the same as me, didn't you? We both. We, like, well, I, so, I sold my 1080 Ti and I sold it for over 600 quid. Well, it was about 600 quid, I think. Yeah, but the only thing is I spent the money now. I got bored. 
They're taking a lot longer this year to come yeah, out with it. But, but I think this is because of the pricing and all that. They're still doing the same thing. They're waiting uh, well, for this. I, and because they're so far ahead of AMD, they don't need to bring anything out. That's why. Uh, one of the main reasons. But the, the so-called rumours on this, we have to, we have to emphasise it is rumours. So, yeah. you know, take it with a piece of salt, as our uh, good friend would say. It's rumoured to be... Did you mean um, a pinch of salt? No, he says a piece of salt. Grain. He said that before. A grain of salt, was it? No, yeah, he said a grain of sand. <laughs> <laughs> that works as well. Take it with a uh, grain of sand. Bag of sand. It's, um, it's, it's going to cost you a bag of sand to get it. <laughs> it's rumoured to be uh, what, uh, roughly about 1.18 times quicker than 1080 Ti. Which, Sorry, what was that? 1.18? It's yeah, normally about worked, 20%. They, they, they've worked it out based on the bus memory on the old cards, the the technology, the amount of... Oh, you mean the guesswork uh, that they've yeah, guessed? The, yeah, the GDDR. In fact, it's going to use GDDR6, yeah. which is a new thing, uh, but it's got a lower uh, bit memory bus, but overall, the overall memory bandwidth will be more than the TI, so we'll actually get more out of it. Um, and it's rumoured to be only, I say only, $700, which will probably be 700 <laughs> quid here. And we'll take that, won't we, guys? Because just now... Yeah, I'll tell you what, if it comes out for 700 quid here, yeah. I'll buy it straight away for Dude. cash. But it's yeah, not. I'll I reckon I will, well, it's going to be my yeah. luck. You know what the luck's going to be for me? Because I got oh. rid of my 1080 Ti, it's going to be 1,500 quid. And I'm going to be like, man, I'm not paying that for it. And I'm going to end up with using this 1050, which is really annoying me at the moment, because yeah. I'm obviously oh. using a 1050 Ti to run my games. But when I come to games like top games that I'm playing... I don't know, Kingdom Come, Far Cry 5. It's like, man, this, this card is it's not cutting it. Yeah, but it, so you got yours for a good price, and so did I. But I told you before what I was going to do is I got mine from Amazon. So I'll send it back just before the 30 days is up and get my money <laughs> back and then do it a second time if I need to until the new card comes out. Car. You'll be there sending loads back. They'll be like, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> they do send, send an email every now and again going... Uh, he sent 15 cards back. Quite, you're sending quite a lot of items back there, Mr. Ross. Is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's just, I'm using the Amazon <laughs> experience to its maximum, you know. But I am really excited for this card. I didn't like the colour of this card. It was a bit grey. <laughs> but yeah, well, there's got to be something wrong with it then. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really wanting it because I, I want it to be... I'm approaching gaming from a different perspective. I did start last year. I think when I met you guys, I was trying 4K gaming. Yeah, uh, and I wasn't getting 60 FPS quite at 4K with the 1080. So, so what is it? You're going to go 1440 because that's what everyone. Uh, yeah, well, well, I probably about 1440, 120 FPS. But some games, including as you know, my favourite Rust is uh, one of these unoptimized games and parts. Yeah, this kills it, me when you say this. It kills me. Yeah, a 1080 Ti will not run it consistently at 120 frames. FPS. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's 1080, that's 1080p. But you can't uh, live with 58 frames. Uh, I need 120. I've never, I've never gamed when I have FPS that high. And people say once you go 120, you never go back. You know the classic saying. So I have to try it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to try. I have to be on 120. Is, I never play a game over 60 frames. Neither because... does Nick. But the thing is, it's because I'm using a 4K TV. It doesn't go higher than 60 frames. So uh, I'm playing something really basic where I could yeah. get 200 frames. I'm only running it at 60. 
That's it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not fine with that. I, I, this is what I said to Trev the other day, yeah, uh, about the 1050 Ti, yeah? I said, uh, as long as I can have, like, the highest end graphics on max settings, I don't mind delving between 30 and 60 frames every now and then. It doesn't matter that much to me because I would rather it be a bit slow than lose mm-hmm. graphics. Obviously, I'm used to having a 1080 Ti or two running everything maxed out, so I have everything on max anyway. So just it's just something in built into me. If that if that machine can't play it how it's supposed to be played smooth, then I need to get a new graphics card. And I'm really in a rut at the moment because I sold the 1080 Ti to get this new card because I thought it was coming out. And I've had to backtrack to a lower end card for the time being. And now it's like I'm playing games and it's like can't get this on max. It's, and it's just eating away at me. I was the same as you for a long time, Nick. It was all about how shine it was. That's yeah. why I went 4K. But now I want to have my cake and eat it. Yeah, but and I won't go 4K is, yet because it's like... It's not high enough to get the 120. No, it's not, it's not even about the frame rates and that. It's the fact that if I go to 4K, if I ever, ever go back to 1080 for some reason, it will be all mm. blurry to me and I'll be like, I can't deal with this. Oh, what? That's just crap attitude to have, man. That's, that, we, need pro- we need to progress in life and, and technology and gaming. You just, you know, like, well, why don't you think I like all these retro games? Because yeah, they're all the thing. tatty you, graphics. You go back to a retro game and you look at it and you go, that used to be really good back in the day, but now it's on a screen twice the size. It's, it's pixelated and it's horrible. And I don't want 1080 to be like that to me yet. So I won't go forward until I'm really, really happy or until 1440 or 4K so mainstream that all the games work on everything that's a standard like look at steam it's not even optimized for 4k yet i never noticed that actually that's a good point yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. go on steam and everything just messes up like it's all out of control well i'll probably be gaming in 1440p for the most part but games that i'd love like rust and stuff will be 1080p just sucking at those high frames so i'll be i'll be buying i've never done that straight away I've always waited in the past. Last year, I waited for, the no, two years ago, the 1080 to come out on the partner card, not the founder card. Yeah. And that was a wrong move. So as soon as it is released on NVIDIA, I'll be on their website, boom, get one. I might even get two and wait till they're sold out and sell it on and make a nice profit. So. <laughs> but the thing is, with the founder's cards, they're always good to get in the beginning because yep. obviously they're, they're, they're the actual, the PCB on them, that's what's designed around all the water blocks. Apart from the yeah. Asus Strix, Asus Strix has its own water block nowadays. Like they're different. As long as you get like, I always get that, and then I water cool it further along the line, you know. And the partner cars take forever to come out. You're waiting a minimum of a month, if not two or three yeah, months, the, before uh, they're out. It's, another thing is as well, it's the price they go up by of having a bit of overclocking when I can normally oh, yeah. overclock mine to the same anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous actually. So I'm not, I'm going to, I want it the way it was meant to be, and the founder cars are supposed to design. They're designed to run hotter, yeah. But so the, they might be slightly noisier, but that's fine. That's the way they're supposed to be. But the one be. thing is, when you wait for the bigger ones, like the kingpins and stuff like that, they have more power phases, so they they do run much more powerful, which you won't have on a standard card. But you can you can actually get components to put them in, but that's a whole next level. I would never bother doing that because mm, um, yeah. I can't be bothered. But then with well, those cards, you are paying a premium, yeah, like, because it's got all the extra stuff in yeah. it. It's it's whether you want to spend that money. It's it's the difference of like three hundred quid sometimes. Yeah, but to be honest though, if you're getting the latest card on day one of release, do you really need to go and have that extra power at that point? 
just you're get not fast about it, man. You're yeah, not fast about I, it. I, I, I normally good. stick to the TI, so I have a ten. Uh, 1080 Ti, and then I'll wait for like the 1180 Ti or whatever. At this point in time, I've gone back in time because normally I'd leave it longer, but I got a bit greedy. So 1080 Ti, <laughs> I got rid of it so I can get the latest 1080 or 1180 card. Because of the mining. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, well, 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 Nick and I will be getting it for sure anyway. I think Jan said you were happy with your 1070. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm happy with my setup at the moment. But I, I kind of get the itch every now and then to like do a bit of an upgrade. The thing is but... with Jansen, he doesn't upgrade. His upgrade is lying to the missus and parts turning up randomly <laughs> with price tags on. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, she's like, what's this? It's got a price tag of 400 quid on it. Yeah, that's uh, nothing. Don't worry. So delivery for work, love. Yeah, yeah. somebody needs a part. Yeah. Trev, his but TV, I'll, I'll... yeah, his TV. He goes, Nick, mm. I bought a new TV. It's like... 500 quid 600 quid he goes the problem i've got is i've got the tv in my house i need to swap it over so my missus thinks it's the same tv so <laughs> i i give his other tv to leo she walks straight in and says what's that tv doing there <laughs> but it, it was a bit of a double take because the old one was a 32 inch and this is 40 then she was looking at it like is that the same TV or not? Uh, so many jokes, so little time. Uh, yeah. That is, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you, you and I will be getting that at least anyway. So, we'll be yeah, definitely. Notes in the next couple of months, I think. Cool. Right. Let's move on to the games. It's about time to get onto the games. The news mm. section's getting longer and longer, I swear. Like, it's been an hour and 10 minutes we've been doing this. <laughs> Whatever it is to you listening now, this is how much I've had to edit out. Yes, oh, we apologise. Of uh, a slot <laughs> messing up. So yeah, let's get onto the games. I've been playing something that uh, I really, really liked, and that is PC Building Simulator. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, but obviously I build computers for a living, and I just love it. And I've been playing this game now. I've maxed it out. I've got as far, because it's, it's in early access. There's still a really, really big detailed roadmap of all the extra parts that are going to come out. But to be fair, the game is pretty much out there. It starts off where... Did, did you play the, the career mode, Jance, or did you play, like, free mode? No, I went to career mode straight away. Yeah, because I went to career mode straight away, and it's basically, you've got a workshop, PC workshop, and there's three desks in there, and at the beginning, you can you can use one desk, and you have to basically go and buy parts, jobs come in, you will read the job in, and then, to be fair, I didn't, I, I was so busy with the building, I didn't really read, I read probably the first five levels of jobs, about who they are. Oh, this might be a film crew. You need to do a computer yeah. for them. There might be a streamer. He wants a computer for this. And you get different types of jobs. Some of the jobs are early on. It's a lot of virus removal, ain't it? And stuff yeah. like that. And you have to get your USB stick, put it in, or diagnosing like components. So it'd be like, yeah, I need I need you to diagnose my computer. It's broken down. I need it back by in two days' time. And you then go, you get the computer, you put it on your desk, take the side off of it. You can switch the power on. If it doesn't switch on, then it might be a motherboard or a power supply. The graphics are funny. It could be a graphics card. Or if you switch it on and it just says no CPU, it could be that the CPU is broken. Compared to the level of what me and Jansen do with computers, it's it's a lot more simpler than that because it's for the mainstream market, you know, for everybody to sort of learn how to build a PC, how to diagnose a PC and stuff like that. What about the other modes, Nick? What's the comparison between the two? Well, the other mode you've got is just a free build. Because they've actually partnered with loads and loads of top companies. So when you go on there, you've got all of like these real cases from real companies. 
the cases are identical in every way. It's like they've done, they've got the actual case prints from the people they send the case prints yeah, to to have I, a mate. I think the devs were saying that from each company, they got the CAD designs. Yeah. And so they uh, they are the actual CAD designs that they use to build those cases. Uh, and is that the point of the three mode then? So you can test out what it would look like and what what yeah. what like a EVGA part would look in the PC, etc. Yeah, well, yeah, it, kind of like building your dream machine. Yeah, oh, it's, okay, it, okay. it's more of just building machines. We actually met the devs of this game when we was at PC Gamer Weekend because they were showing their game off there, and obviously we were showing off our top end like Omen X Tesseract build, which is the Omen X of all the full water cooling and all that stuff in there. And like we actually met the devs there. They came over to us. We had a chat, and they were saying about all the components that are in there and what they like and all the custom stuff. And, and we, we got really involved with chatting to them because we, we love it, and we're enjoying it. And it's just, for us, it's amazing to see how they've brought this game forward, put all these computer components, and got all these people on board. The roadmap, like I was saying... There's so much more stuff like custom work, water cooling, custom water cooling. It's all going to be going in there at some point. You can do the free build where you just build stuff, but there's, there's so much openness to it. They could even do it where you go on there, you build your computer up, and then you can click buy and, it, and, it, and your computer oh, turns up. That would be cool. You know, that's yeah. ideas that we was talking about, like me and Jansen, and what we thought would be really, really cool to see yeah. in this game. You can imagine it like, oh, that water cooler looks nice in that PC. I've got that case. Oh, that water cooler is pretty cool. It's it's a Corsair H100i. Bye. Boom. Turns up at your house right. next day. Yeah, and that, that would be cool. That's not in there yet, or it might not be even going in there. But it's just and because you're playing the game and it's showing you how to fit it. You when you get it, you've done it in the game, so you could give it a go doing it yourself. Yeah, but they've even got stuff coming in like cable management and stuff. At the moment, it's all auto. But yeah, they're bringing the, everything that you need to do is pretty much in there to build a computer. You could build a computer on there, and then build a computer in reality. You might come across a few little bits and pieces, but the general idea is there. But yeah. anyway, going back to what I played on there, because I played the career mode, you get these different jobs like diagnosing, building, and as you go up the levels, you unlock. So, and, and me, you know what I'm like? I love unlocking stuff, and I like to get XP, and I like to unlock things, and I could just go level after level after level. I got through this game to level 20, which is the max cap at the moment i think i played it for about 35 hours and in that time wow. i unlocked every processor that they've got which is all like from i, I accelerons all the way through to I, I don't know if the i9 was in there yet the i9 is not in there yet i think but they have got the fred rippers in there and they go yeah. so they've got they've got like a massive range of processors yeah the game's just mad like computer comes in you go to your computer in game you, you look at your emails and you get jobs. You go to the calendar, go to the door. Next day, free computers turn up. You build them, repair them, and then you go back to your email and you get paid for it. Quite funny because I got the gist of the game very easily early on of how to earn money. And I don't know if it's because in real life I know prices and I know what works and I know what will go with what and how powerful graphics cards are and stuff like that. Because... In game, say uh, there'll be a build where it's like the guy comes up and says, I'm a streamer, I want you to build me a PC, which in 3D Mark gets certain score. And uh, if any of you, if you don't know it, 3D Mark is a program which will run your computer at its max and it'll tell you graphical score, it will tell you like the, the, the physical score of the CPU, it tells you the score overall, 
and you can compare your components to someone else's build overclocks and stuff like that and this is actually built into the game so where in real life you'll do a test and you'll watch like time spy or something and it will be like a sequence of gaming videos and then it will come up with a score in game you have to get your usb put it in install it and then you have to let it run and then it will tell you the score so it's pretty realistic like viruses if there is a computer with a virus you have to get your usb plug it in switch it on install the virus protection and then run a scan and then it will say got rid of the viruses and then you can move on but you're getting paid for every single job but then also as you're getting paid for jobs you're going to have to buy components to repair things so you've got this weighing up odds of buying and selling actually buying and selling for good or bad i just bought the cheapest stuff i could so i bought loads of celeron processors <laughs> and loads of loads of rise yeah loads of rise and freeze like i was buying like 20 rise and freeze in one go and then which they will probably change in the future but i can get yeah, away yeah. with it right now is a guy will come in and say blah 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 it needs diagnosing so i'll go to it first thing i do take the cooler off take the cpu out look in my inventory yeah cpu's broken it will be like a ryzen 5 and i'll be like well that's broken the job is to repair it so i put two and two together and thought well i'll just put a ryzen 3 in the cheapest one which has yeah. gone from like a $400 chip to like a $50 chip. So I put my Ryzen 3 in, and yeah, I, I've completed my criteria for that job, which it probably is like in real life. If someone came to you and went, no, I just want it working at the cheapest, which a lot of people yeah. do, you put that in there, and then you get paid for it. But there's so much more to it, because if you wanted to be the artistic about it, you can install different lighting systems. You can get different RGB fans. You can get all sorts of stuff in there. Like one of the jobs I had was to put a lighting system into a computer where it's got six different variations of lights. So it might be graphics card, might be free fans, CPU, stuff like that. Lights on the outside of the case. So you can get RGB then, full RGB range. Yeah, you've got RGB on all the different components and stuff. I would say there'll be more going in there because at the moment... Up till now, I think in the next coming weeks, they're going to start putting water coolers in, like sealed units. But at the oh, moment, they're not in there. Okay. Right. Um, but you've got to remember, it's early access at the moment. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and these guys are working around the clock. They're putting out updates all the time. And every time an update comes out, I get really excited. I'm like, oh, I could go put some more stuff in there. The only thing, the only thing to me, which I was like, oh, man, is I thought the levels just keep going. But I got to level 20 and it was capped. So for the time being, I'm sort of a bit like, Right, I've done 35 hours. I'm level capped at 20. I want to continue building. There's no point in me carrying and building. I've got 100 grand in the bank in game, uh, and you get unlocked. So you can unlock benches. You can unlock like auto tools. When I wow. press the power button, it will plug in all the cables for me automatically. But that might cost me 10, 20 grand to get that that tool. So it makes your life a lot easier. Like there's an auto motherboard screw tool. So you pr you just press the motherboard to release it. And it'll undo all the screws itself, rather than me clicking, holding, clicking, holding, clicking, holding, which is quite good. But another thing that's, that, that I thought was quite good about this game is your computer that's in the office is an actual computer that you build. So if you order loads of parts and then you unplug your computer, put it on desk, strip it down, sell it, you can then build the computer in your office, which you're using all the time. And I actually went with uh, a really nice case that I've got here. Yeah, I built a whole thing with loads of RGB in it. I put like two 1080 Ti's in there. I had a Ryzen Threadripper in there. 
and it was just like a super powerhouse. It was really, really good. Uh, I'll tell you what else, Chance. Did you know you could switch the light switch off? Yeah, because it helps you with your electricity bill. Is it? In the room? Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, because oh, uh, I think there was, a, it might have been an email that you get at some point, and it says to you, because you've taken the business over from your uncle, isn't it? And I think it might be him that in his email, he says to you something about the electricity bill. And then it says, uh, don't forget to turn the light off on your way out. And then that's why I thought, is that oh, the thing? So what? And then I, so I went what? to light switch, turned it off, it went dark. And I was like, oh, you can turn it off. So what, every time you go to New Day or something, go and switch the light off, go yeah. into New Day and switch the light back on? Yeah. Well, i never done that. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't do it. Because the thing is, when you turn the light off, you can't see anything. So it's like awkward to get to the door yeah but i thought the light, the light off. i thought the light was so you could put all your rtb lights in switch the light off and go and look at them all right that's what i was well, using it for yeah well maybe that is part of it but i oh, don't funny. know it's a, I, I don't know if it works or not because i never turn the light off <laughs> <laughs> times are getting tough guys yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah <laughs> I, i've got to be honest i was making like... some proper spondoolies in there so i didn't have to worry about the light. i left the light on and the computer yeah because in the beginning as well the thing i liked is that you can buy second-hand parts yeah so you have you have an app on your computer which is like ebay and then you pc can buy... bay yeah pc <laughs> bay and then so you can go on there and buy parts secondhand so they won't always have what you need but every time i needed something i'd always go on there have a look and then if if it's there i'd get it yeah they were reduced. yeah and sometimes i'd see stuff and i'd be like yeah that'll probably come in handy later and then buy it even though i didn't need it there and then yeah but did you do what i did i upgraded everything straight away as i could and then i upgraded all the benches so that i had free work benches so i could work on three computers at once but then mm. what i did is as soon as i started getting that like 10 grand in the bank i would go because every time i'd done a repair i would go and it would i'd replace it with either an, a celeron or something or an i3 but the lowest range because that would that would work out which is something they'll probably change later on like i noticed mm. the ram sticks you can put ram sticks anywhere and you can mix and match them as well the same yeah. as graphics cards when i was playing it they just brought in the dual graphics cards which i found a few issues with but it, this is all like early on so it's things that will get ironed out but yeah. for the time being i managed to make some cash by i'd buy like 20 ryzen threes i'd buy like 20 celerons i'd buy like 10 of the 450 power supplies i'd buy loads of the 40 dollar graphics cards and every time i got a repair it'd be like take the graphics card out yep that's broken put in a cheap one and it'd be fixed yeah, yeah. and i made like fortunes yes yeah, it's, it's it's a bit of a loophole at the, at the moment to like it will make soon be gone i should think yeah but then that's the thing of a early access game it's never 100 percent. but at the moment yeah i won't complain i loved it because i've managed yeah. to make loads of cash yeah <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's only it seems like for me I, I will be honest with this game it's a game if you like pc building it's a game where you will really enjoy it if you don't enjoy PC building or PCs looking at them or RGB or things like that, then it, it's maybe a game that you you play, but you might not play it as long as most other people will. Like me, I could just continue playing it the more they put stuff in there until I reach a limit. And like, if they were still unlocking stuff, I'd still be playing it. It's only, only reason I pause at the moment is because I'm waiting for the coolers to come out in the next update. 
that really excites me. Then in the future, they've got a custom walk calling that might be going in there. They're going to have custom components, things, bits, extra things that you can put in there, like 3D work and stuff. They might I have think like they were talking about overclocking. Yeah, overclocking is well. another one. But it's it's open to anything. Like me, do you know what? I would love to see in that game more than anything else. I would love it if you start off in like some old shack or like in your bedroom, and then you move <laughs> to a, like an office, and it costs you like hundred grand, and then you move uh, to like a warehouse. But I was saying to Jansen, what I would love to see in this game more than anything else is if you progress up these levels, progress to the point where you can get a shop like where you've got a shop window and then a warehouse where you've got like a showroom, but then you can build one of every computer with every spec you want. You can put it into that showroom and customers could come in and buy them as well. That's a good idea, man. You know, yeah. the devs are listening. Yeah. They'll take you on board. Uh, and But the thing is me and Jansen, we've got loads of ideas towards what actually could go in that game that could make it really, really good because we do this in real life. It's like, even though I do it every day, I don't find it boring whatsoever. I love it. Yeah. To have it as a game, for me personally, I would love to see all these extra bits in there where I could just continue playing and playing and playing. Even if one of them was to, like, competitions. Oh, you're going to an overclocking competition. You need to overclock this computer to this, which means you need to pick the right components to be able to do that. You're mm. going to a gaming convention. You need to build 10 PCs. For that convention they need to fit this criteria they need to be this color stuff like that would be really really exciting yeah like someone needed 20 computers for a land party yeah and then you need to build a certain spec for those because they all have to be gaming pcs but they all have to be the same yeah but they could take it even another level where it's like oh someone wants a media center they want it in their cinema someone wants yeah. this they want it for that it could be a workstation so you have to go very cheap basic and it doesn't always have to be PC gaming, but that's yeah. that's the majority. I found one thing that I found I did miss out on was I was so, because of the way I am as well, I was so focused on making money and unlocking XP and getting to the top that I didn't really spend enough time making the PCs look good. See, if you're someone that really likes to make PCs look really good, like I would in real life, you might have got someone's computer and when it says, look, we've got a build, we've got a budget of three grand, build a computer. I was building it for 1,500 quid and earning 1,500 quid. But you could very well go in there and buy like a really nice case, buy all the RGB fans, buy all the RGB components. I was being very standard. If they want a 1080, I get the lowest 1080. If they wanted a 1050, yeah. I get the lowest 1050. So, yeah, because it's, it's all about profit, isn't it? Yeah, but, I, I was the same. It's like... When they give you money, you're trying to make, you're trying to get the spec that they ask for at the minimum price yeah. on every build. But yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm going with it. If they could do it where it wasn't just about price for some of the jobs, we want a computer that's going to be in a competition and it's going to be rated on what it looks like. And then you have to build a really awesome looking computer, but then you might take it there and it might be like, yeah, you came third place for that. Yeah. You know, you didn't put enough in there. And that way, you, you've got to then weigh up whether the money's worth paying or not. Yeah. But How much is it then? The game's fourteen ninety nine at the moment. It's early oh, access. Wow. Like I said, I've got nearly 40 hours out of it already, and I've hit my level cap. So I'm sort of stuck at this point. But the minute a new update comes out, which the next update will be the water coolers, mm. then I'll be straight back in it again. And, and because I'm in touch with the devs as well, I've asked questions already about 
will there be a level cap or will it go up? And he said, like, yeah, there'll probably be more levels coming in as they do more and more. I would play that game because it's very repetitive with building computers, obviously. But I would continue playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it if they gave me a scale to go up. So, oh, yeah, when you get to, like, you earn 200 grand, which is a lot in game, then you yeah. can go to a shop. You get 400 grand. You could go to, like, a private mansion and do your jobs there. And we noticed as well, like, things like posters and backgrounds. If you could upgrade your backgrounds and stuff, so you can upgrade the posters on the wall, if you could upgrade, like, the components on the shelves. I, w I would have loved to have shelves in-game. Like, there's a cupboard where you can put your computers in. But I would have loved it if I could have a shop window or something where I put all my computers on there and I can see them running. Okay. You know, yeah. even if that costs more electricity and then I've got to pay that electricity by earning more jobs, I would love it if that was in there because I, I just love building and building and building. But yeah. It's a, it's a really nice game to stream as well. Nick, I saw you playing it a bit and yeah. it was really chilled and you had your tunes on in the background and you were really enjoying it and it was just easy in the stream, relaxing. It's yeah, really just, good for that. It's actually. nice really to relax popular, and play. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's really popular. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing else as well that they just put in is they've always had a radio in game like MP3 so you can play your tunes. And on their radio system, they had four tunes. Them tunes are very basic, but what they've now put in, I don't know if you've noticed this, Chance, because this is after you, you stopped playing it, they've put yeah. in internet radio. You've got something like, I think there's like 200 stations of internet radio. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah and, I, saw, I saw online that they put that in. Yeah, and I've been putting on some 80s one it's weird because it's like it's built for <laughs> the games. Like, I don't know where the radio stations are from on the internet, but they have mm. like generic adverts on them. You're on there and then mm. it start being like Amazon Prime, blah, blah, blah. Or there's one about a phone. Your phone, if your phone needs two phones for work, and I'm thinking the adverts come on a hundred times. It's, it's all again, it's more advertising and stuff. It's giving out free music. So rather than me having to play YouTube or something in the background, I just put yeah. on a different channel in the game. But you can actually put your own MP3s into the game. You can import all your own music from your hard drive and, and play it through the game, which, oh, is, wow. which is another cool little feature. Hmm. I'm tempted, actually. I'm really tempted. That sounds pretty interesting. There's no way of doing like a co-op thing between people. I know that'd be really hard to do. Oh, but that'd like, be a uh, well good, do you know what would be a well good you know, idea? You're like a shop. With a shop with like, you, you're, like you're, you're the boss man and... Jansen's the guy that gets all the deliveries in from the back, and I'm the. <laughs> Jansen always gets the deliveries and, and from I, the back, and I, and I clean the shop, and you know, <laughs> yeah, like that, you know? <laughs> you'd need to you'd need to clean the shop after Jansen's took all the deliveries from the back. <laughs> <laughs> but do you yeah, see, I mean, know, like it'd be a team effort or something, yeah. like you know. But you know what would be even better than that? If you mm. could name your shop and then go into an online leaderboard of whose shop's making the most. Oh, or like yeah. could you imagine it if you made computers and then people voted on the computers to see whose is the best yeah. stuff like that that'd be crazy so you just keep playing and you go up the levels up the levels up the levels and it just is endless so whoever plays it the longest can get to that top shop that's in the game you've definitely thought this through man <laughs> i've got ideas coming up here could you imagine it if they had a leaderboard of whoever's got the most money and and like in in game and their shop and then they do competitions in-game from real components, from real companies. So they go like NZXT. Yeah, we're going to give away a free £60 case for whoever in this next month starting now. You sign up to it. Whoever yeah. makes the most money by the end of three weeks, they'll get a free case. Stuff like that would be well good. 
Yeah, the, the devs can make a killing. They really have. And, and I don't know, you were speaking to the, the, the devs yourself, uh, Nick. Yeah. Did you get an indication of how big the guy thinks this actually can go? Like, is well, he when the we same were speaking, kind of thought of yourself? Yeah, well, we were speaking to them at the show about it. We were saying how many ideas and how far this could go. They said, mm. at the moment, it, it's endless. They don't know how far they're going to take it. It's all oh, down wow, to time, okay. resources, and when the game comes out. Like I said before... There's so much that could be going into this game. There's so much extras they can put in there. Like I said, bookshelves. You can change the bookshelves and the books on the shelves. Things like that, which I love, that the possibilities are endless. Hmm. It could be DLC as well and everything, you know, once it's properly released. I think when it comes out, I think it might be a DLC, which is... That's only fair. That's only fair. Like custom work and stuff like that. Yeah. But we're there. We're there ready to get involved and... uh, like nice. I said, me and Jansen are king of ideas. Like we do it in real life. We make yeah. these random components. I was saying to Jansen, we make TV screens and we custom build them in their own little housing, and we we use them quite a lot to put into into people's computers for like temperature gauges and stuff like that. This is all stuff that could be more customizable in that game. Like it's stuff that we we've got ideas for. That's PC building simulator. We will be doing more updates on it every month because it's something that me and Jansen really, really like. And I will say, PC building simulator isn't for everybody. It, it is a mm. bit repetitive, and it is like obviously building PCs over and over and over again. But I think the market out there for PCs and custom building at the moment is massive. So I think to everybody that that is into their PC, check this game out because it is really, really nice game. The graphics are really nice. It, it's smooth. It just runs really, really well. And I'm really loving And the it. thing is, if you don't know anything about building PCs, but you're interested, there is a tutorial in it as well, yeah. isn't it? Where it teaches you step by step how to, to build honest, a PC. I have to be honest, I the tutorial. <gasps> I honestly <laughs> saw this game originally as like, I've got to see if I could build a computer in it as, as, as I can in real life, <laughs> which it is. But the funniest thing is, when we was at PC Gamer Weekender on our stand with HP, me and Jansen got about half an hour to an hour free and we went over there to see the game there because we was really wanting to have a little go on it. And it was like you had like a, a, a minute or five minutes to, to build whatever you can. And the funny thing is Jansen couldn't build the PC. He tried to put the motherboard in without all the standoffs. Then he was like messing up. He's putting bits in which shouldn't have been in yet. And Oh, and then I put the CPU in and didn't put the, the thermal, um, paste on. thermal paste yeah, and it was really, really funny. Really, Jans, come but the on. Thing is, but the thing is, one of the devs was there, and and a different day to the other, and he hadn't met us before. So we walked mm. over there and said, "Oh yeah, we spoke to like one of your colleagues yesterday, and we was talking about all the components and bits and pieces that you could do, and how good your game is, and that." And we thought we'd come over here today just to have a quick go on it and check out what sort of stuff's in your game. And he and he's like, "Oh, what do you do then?" Like, yeah, well, we've got the PC on the Omen stand, like we do custom work. He hadn't seen our PC at the time. And then Jansen comes along and looks like he can't build a PC. <laughs> Don't mind my colleagues, sir. I'm the brains of that. It was brain. funny. The dev, one of the devs did come over like late that day and he saw it. He went, yeah, thumbs up, man. Your, your computer's wicked. He was like, yeah, yeah, cheers. <laughs> so uh, Jansen sort of redeemed himself and made it look like he could actually build a PC after all. I might get into this game. I, I'm, I'm seriously tempted, guys, so I'm, I might be joining you. Yeah, the, the only thing I'd say, like I said before, is the repetitiveness. If you're a person that gets bored easily, then this game will be worth the money still because you'll play it for like quite 20 hours, 30 hours, 
and then yeah. and then it will be waiting for updates. You, but you, I love it. Just play it for a little bit, Nick, like you say, and then wait for an update or come back to it every now and again. I yeah. don't play it all the time. It just fills in some time because it's nice and chilled and relaxed, like I said. So. Yeah, it's nice to stream because for me, obviously, because I build computers on stream, people jump in because they want to see PCs being built. And then when I say I'm Extreme yeah. PC UK, they go, oh, how comes the name's that? I say, that's, that's what I do. I build Extreme PCs. Then they start going to my Instagram and stuff like that, and they check them out, and they're like, because I had quite a lot of people come on and say, I build computers, and they, they're putting links to their computers in there, and I'm chatting about their computers, they're chatting about my computers. And it, it for me, it brought a whole new level of streaming because I'm starting to meet people that are involved in stuff that I really like. Normally, I don't get that because I'll be streaming a game. They'll come on and talk about that, that certain game, but these people were coming on and talking about components and stuff like that. And so I was finding it really, really enjoyable to stream and just really chill out and chat about computers constantly. I'm up for hearing more about it in the next few months. Cool, man. Definitely, cool. Guys. But yeah, PC building simulator, fourteen ninety nine at the moment. Grab it up before it goes up in price because it <laughs> is a nice little game. Right, Trev. Yo. What game have you been playing? I tried Earthfall this month, mainly because I saw it at Rest. It wasn't in the uh, indie section, but it was across the corridor from it, and it was in the Unreal room, and they had some, if you don't know, Unreal's a really flexible, beautiful engine to use, and this game looked really good, mainly because of the co-op side of things, which yeah. is what we're all about. On... I'd never seen the game before. Is that your first time? Yeah, I walked in there, saw it, and I was like, Aliens. I love Aliens, and I? I was like, Aliens. <laughs> and I saw it, and I was like, there's a guy, and I remember specifically seeing a guy going up to a printer and a blueprint on the wall, and they was having a discussion, and I was trying to listen in, but I couldn't yeah. quite hear because there was so much noise what was going on, and I heard about blueprints and printing, and then I was watching a bit of the gameplay. They were walking around in, in a like, little town like with houses, and I, was, I didn't actually see any aliens in the game there. Did you not? Nah, They're everywhere. No, nah, because I got a phone call to go outside and talk to someone else. Ah, when you okay, well, it is like a like a horde game. It is, and and in case everyone takes the mic out of my accent, that's H O R D E. Okay, horde game, and <laughs> it is best played with your mates, four players, and you have they've turned it into a, a kind of campaign style. It's left uh, dead. Yeah, yeah, Left 4 Dead. But I think there is. I have played Left 4 Dead, and I played it a while ago. This has more of a kind of campaign to it and bear in mind it's early no, access. This is exactly so. the same as Left 4 Dead with I haven't played it in a long time. I enjoyed this better than I did Left 4 Dead and I don't know why. I, 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 I played Left 4 Dead 1, Left 4 Dead 2 and yeah. it's exactly the same but with Aliens and it's not a bad thing because I absolutely loved Left 4 Dead but Left 4 yeah. Dead was zombies. It's a this classic. Is, this is Aliens. The way Left 4 Dead used to be is you go from you can select at any point any level you want to do but, or you can go through the campaign, so you can go from like first level, second level, and you're always trying to get away from the zombies a bit. But in this, it's like aliens are taken over, and you're basically trying to get away from them, and you start off like in one level going through the houses, and it's the same sort of thing. Well, it's not a bad blueprint for them to take an idea from and try and make it their own, actually. But again, like I say, the only reason I wanted to play it is because I could play like co-op with you guys, and... So basically, yeah, the, the premise is campaign style. They've got a lot more to come. They've only got two campaigns out there now, and they're not fully complete. You've got you've got four levels on the first campaign, uh, yeah, supply that's... run, breakdown, uh, radio silence, with more to come in that. And you've done them all, I believe. Yeah, you've got one, two, three. 
You got yeah. five, but one of them's not ready yet. So you yeah, it's not ready yet. Three, yeah. and, then you jump. and camping two is uh, natural selection. It's it's only got two out at the moment. Revelation and a diversion with more to come. And my favourite one was actually the diversion that I played with Nick. That's the one I liked the most. But Nick decided to turn beast mode up to maximum. <laughs> yeah, because we got absolutely is you've destroyed. Got, you've got like you've got difficulty levels, <laughs> like the normal difficulty levels, and then you've got bot levels. So the aliens getting harder and harder. And now the thing is, I've played every single level on the game, and I found it pretty easy to complete on easy. So I thought, you know what? At the end of every level, you get like a breakdown, like you do in the original Left 4 Dead. You get a breakdown of of all the your accuracy, how many aliens you killed, how many headshots, who got the best, blah, blah, blah. It's a massive breakdown of different stuff, who died the most and stuff like that, who killed each alien of what type. So at the end, you've got like these gold, silver and whatever medals you get. So yeah, you play yeah, through yeah. the game and you get these medals. So then I said to Trev, we've completed all the levels. I've done all the levels on easy why don't we just try it and go maxed out and go on the hardest levels and, and that will be something really to work to, to to get through the game we got through the, the, the first level which is called supply run is mm. basically you're, it's, you're in the woods and you, you come into a housing like estate and you've got to go through the houses by putting up barricades and hiding yourself in there getting guns and then swarms of aliens come you shoot them come out of barricades move along and and you do you do get the one-off different type of alien, which will be like really, really hard to kill. Or you get like slasher, or like it, like it used to be a boomer, but it's like blows up with gas. Or the and one that picks you up and takes you away and gives us all whiplash. Of whiplash. <laughs> it gives you a whiplash. That one, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the games. It's it's a very simple game, and it's a fun game. It, it there's there's no unlocking stuff or XP as you go or anything. You play the level with yeah. four, up to four player co-op online or single player but once you get through that level you just go to the next level and you play it and once you get through all of them you've done all of the levels i enjoyed playing it with trev and jansen through all the levels but i do have to say once i'd got through the levels i would have yeah. liked it if there was more for me to like unlocking badges and stuff's good but i'd like to yeah. unlock like secret weapons and stuff yeah we know it's only early access at this stage, but there is a lot more to come from them and more levels and stuff. But there is more to a game than levels, and Nick's got a point. You know, you could unlock different camels and skins and things like that that just yeah. make the game more interesting, you know? Well, I said it'd be nice if you weren't allowed to go to the next level until you complete the first level, you know? Rather than us just jumping on and playing whatever level we want, because I think that was so easy for us to do. I jumped on and I played the first mm. level with Jansen. I jumped on, I played the second level with someone else. I jumped on again, I played the fourth and fifth level with Matt. And it's like, I've played all the levels now, so I know them all. Then Jansen comes back on and says, play the fifth one. Like last night when you both said, let's play this one. I was like, well, I've already done that one now. I want to move on to the yeah, next one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. if there was more for me to get out of doing the levels again and again and again, I think it would keep me coming back. But at the moment, because if you just play for the level, it's it's weird because it's it's built around an old old school type of game. Yeah. My my kids, they love it because they will play it together, and they just want to shoot things. They don't care about levels. They don't care about XP. They don't care about anything else but shooting things and having fun. But like I said last podcast, I've sort of got to this new evolution of where if a game hasn't got more in it to keep me interested, then you sort of 
do the game and walk away from it. And I don't want to walk away from this game because I want to see more in it. But there, there might be more in it. It's, it's, very, yeah, yeah, it's, very, it's a very early access. I think you said that yourself, actually. So, yeah, yeah. And it's a quick game you can jump in and have a bit of fun. You can go, let's blast through a couple of levels. Let's see if we get a high score. Let's see if we can put it up on beast mode and try and come out alive. And then, okay, you might not come back to every day, but that's fine. Yeah. And, that, and that might change as well. So I'll revisit it again for sure, you know, especially when they bring out uh, more of these levels and stuff. Yeah, we well, never so. know. if Because it is, like, I'm being totally honest, it is very like Left 4 Dead 1, Left 4 Dead 2 in every way. Mm. And it's not, but like I said, it's not a bad thing. I enjoy it mm. being like that because I really love Left 4 Dead. But and I love Alien, so it's the same sort of thing. But in that, they've got loads of game modes. Maybe these game modes will come out on this one. We don't mm. know yet because it's so early. Like I said, what's your what, what's your favorite gun and your favorite level then? My favorite gun. I like the is it the MP5? Yeah, I'm the same. It's just a beast that thing. And AK is good as well. Yeah, because you've got all different guns and you've got special guns yeah. as well. So yeah. start off with yeah. a handgun. And you could dual yield guns if you get a second handgun. But the handguns don't really like kill a lot. They're good for headshots. And I do like it when you shoot an alien in the head and his, his head explodes and the blood shoots up like 10 feet into the sky. You got unlimited ammo for that one, though, I think. Oh, the, have you? Hand- I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think you do. I might be wrong, but I think you do because then you'd have nothing at all. And you can print guns as well. Yeah, you yeah, basically you have, to find the, them. you have to find the power supply on the building, switch that on. Yeah. It gives you like a minute and then the, a printer will power up. And then it gives you a selection of a couple of guns you can print. It prints them out, and then you've got that gun, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah. I did like the sniper rifle, but I found... What was, what was the point of the sniper rifle? Jansen and I were talking about this. Yeah. It's like it's such a fast, action-paced game. You never get a chance to use the thing. You'd be way, way back like well, everyone else is in action in the, the front of you, you know? So Now, I did like it, because on the second level... I think it is it breakdown or it might be data recovery. One of them. Breakdown's the second one, yeah. Yeah, it's the second one, I think. And there's a bit where you go up the road. You can see really, really far in front. And I actually liked it. I really enjoyed oh, standing yeah. there and picking them off one by one. And then just I move, guess, moving forward a little bit each time. I guess I guess that would work if you had three of you, like if four people were playing, and three of you were up like with your... Um, yeah, your assault rifles and whatnot, like taking them all on because they're attracted to. If there's more players in one spot, they're attracted to the players. Yeah. Um, and then you could be at the back with your sniper rifle hiding in the bushes, scared. That would work. Yeah. But I, I, I did like, like I said, the MP5. I liked yeah. that because it had the sort of alien, you know, aliens, the film. Yeah. Their gun, they're like, it had that sort of feel to it, like that noise. Yeah. Out of all guns in the world, aliens, when she builds that gun. And she fires it. The noise it makes, I love it. That's just like that's <laughs> the craziest noise ever for a gun. And, and there was the Gatling gun as well, wasn't it? The, the Gatling gun, yeah. I, I wasn't really interested in because it made you walk slowly. Same as the flamethrower. The flamethrower, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the flamethrower because it kills everything really quick. But, but, but yeah. it's just dangerous for other players. You can't see when, anything. <laughs> you just when I was playing with you, you set me on fire like so yeah. many times. Uh, and it keeps saying, "Don't shoot, don't shoot yeah. your teammate, don't shoot." But you, you, you can't kill them. But they keep getting in the bloody way. There's yeah. nothing you can yeah. do about it. Yeah, shooting him in the back constantly. <laughs> just stop shooting me. Get out of the way. What, then. what was the gun that that's like the alien gun that fires out like the little green pellet things? Uh, it makes them disappear i think did you see that gun no i haven't seen no, that i never saw that no no i had it i think i was playing it with no i was playing it with you nick it's you were in the barn on that div- 
diversion map and you were in the corner and you were saying, come and get me, come and get me, No, I was dead, that's and, why. And, and Nick was like, always come and get me, right? And I'm like, if I come and get you, I die. <laughs> but but you need to save my life. I'm like, screw this, I'm going to go to the end of the level and complete it. And I had the alien gun and it shoots out like yellow blobs. Oh, right, I didn't see that. Blobs. Yeah, and they, 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 of, they just disappear. Yeah, see, the way so, the game works, though, is if you go down, the game will only end when everybody goes down in the team. So yeah. four people have to be down. So if I if there's four of us and I go down and I say to you three, all come back and save me, you've got more chance of picking me up and then someone else going down. Pick them up, someone else go down. But it's not easy to pick someone up, though. No, like it, it does too, take too a bit of time. They need to tweak that. It's far too long. But, yeah. Uh, what was your favourite level, then? Do you know what? My favourite level was the first one with the houses. Supply run. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah I quite yeah, like yeah. that one. Uh, and also mm. like data recovery where you're like in like an underground bunker and you're going yeah, around. I think that that was my favorite one. The, that, bunker, that the underground cool. bunker. Uh, was that? That, what was, was that data, recovery? That was data yeah. recovery. But then yeah. it is good as well because the levels they've got, they're not too long, but they've got a lot of like diversity in them. So when when I started, like you start off you're in a housing estate, the next one you're in the woods, the next one you're in an underground bunker. And then when you get to like the next campaign, it's like you're in Revelation and it's like a big white church in America and you're like all around outside the church. For me, I think this game would be even better if you had to unlock or you had to say they had on each level, you know, like the medals, say they had what you have to unlock for the first level to get through to the second level. You have to unlock a certain amount of them levels. So you might have to get five gold, two silver and one bronze. Next level, yeah. you might have to get that for me. I would find much more interesting because I wouldn't just be like, oh, well, if I don't pass this level, I'll go to the next one. I find if the game's way too open, I get bored quick. Yeah, sometimes people don't like going back and doing the same level over and over to be able to unlock the next one because with they are billions, we're constantly playing that first level to be able to unlock the second level. But it, it gets frustrating after that's a while. And because you might... of the difficulty of it. Yeah. But with this game, it's like it, you're saying that you have to... It, it's going to be more difficult to get those achievements. So once you've played through that level, you might feel like, yeah, I've done that level. I want to move on to the next one. But if it says, sorry, you can't, you can't go to the next level until you get gold in this certain thing, you've then got to start again and play through that level yeah, again. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I've played yeah, through every you, single level now. Yeah, I've played through everything. I've done the whole yeah, game. Because, yeah, because it's still early. It's not the finished game, is yeah, it? Yeah, but what I'm, that's what I'm saying. If if that first level said, in order to unlock the second level, it could start off very easy. So it's like you just need two golds and then get to the second level. You need four golds. Third level, you need six golds. That's the Battlefield yeah. 1 model, to be yeah, fair. But, so. Yeah, but the thing is, if it's if it's that easy that you're saying, yeah, just go in and get gold then it's going to be the same as what it is now. No, but that's what I'm saying. You ramp it up as it goes because this is the difference. I've played every single level multiple times. And for me, even though I really like the game and I love the gunplay and I love shooting things, it's like there's not much incentive for me to go back and play that again. Like you found last night, you two was playing it and you went, right, let's do this level. I said, I've done that level so many times, I'm going to jump off for a little while. But if there was something there... Which, or even a skin, a gun skin or something. If you yeah, unlock that, 10 golds... That's you, though. That's you yeah, with that's your whole collectible yeah. thing. That's specific maybe, to me. Maybe, maybe they're oh. just aiming for a quick bit of fun. And yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Ass, you know? 
But I think as well that you can just turn up the difficulty. You, we could play yeah. through and we could go beginning to end and be like, do you know what, that's way too easy. Let's go back and do it on hard. But that's what and we tried that, to do. We got wiped the floor with. Yeah, <laughs> but then the thing is that makes it more fun because yeah. it, it's not so easy to just walk through it. But maybe if on the harder difficulties, it wasn't just like the bots are harder and the difficulties harder. Maybe if they had like newer aliens in there, like an extra alien comes in that's different on yeah. that level, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like more of the, the, the ones that pick you up or yeah. more of the ones that splat in your face or something. Yeah, there yeah. might be more of them, but we're not very good at it. So It's hard like, to it's tell. Extra hard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's so far, uh, so far we're a fan of the game in its current state. Well, I am anyway. I know it's got a long way to go. And to be fair, it's only priced ten ninety nine in Steam and eleven twenty three with soundtrack. Yeah, see, that's, and that's that's my kind of pricing for early access on on Steam. That's yeah, that's that's bargains for. for what it is, you know. Yeah. So if, what do you lose? Nothing. Like people, I always say to people, you'll pay ten quid for a DVD. You watch an hour and you put it on the shelf. You never watch it ever again. You've got an hour's entertainment out of it. This game, yep. we've already got multiple, multiple hours out of it yep, because yep, we're enjoying yep. it. I'll tell you what I would like to see in it. A bit more mysteriousness, a bit more weird sort of stuff. The music in it's really, really cool. You get these, these weird alien vibes coming through. and it's That's like, why you can get the soundtrack for an yeah. extra 24 pence or something. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's like <laughs> 24 pence. <laughs> Bargain. Yeah. But it, it is like them sounds. They, there is one sound in that game. It's like a weird sort of echoing that really, really stands out. And it comes on. Every time it comes on, you notice it straight away. But yeah, that yeah. is um, Earthfall. Check out Earthfall, people. Really nice little game to play. Up to four players or single player. Go through the games. Go through the levels. Sit back, relax, have some fun and shoot hundreds of aliens. Yep. I haven't played a game like that for ages where it's just constantly shooting things. <laughs> yeah, no, it's my kind of game. Yeah, it was yeah, a I nice. Used... It was a nice change for a little while. Like just, just, just take our anger out on these aliens. Did, did none of you guys like the zombie mode in Call of Duty? That's the reason I get into nah, Call of Duty years like ago. That. It was, it was just for the zombie mode at the end because it was the same kind of idea, but probably better in that respect. Yeah, I didn't like zombies. I hated it. But there was story, there was story modes and everything to it though. It got a lot better that you know, and it was just yeah. That's a whole new conversation, man. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're done with Call of Duty. <laughs> Good for you. But yeah, moving on. That was uh full. Chance, what have you been playing, dude? Well, this month, I've been playing Age of Empires, but the Definitive Edition. Is that the one we saw at PC Gamer Weekender? Yeah, it's the original that they've just remastered. The original is like 20 years old now. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise it was that old. What they've done, they've taken the old one, remastered it, and then added a few little extra things. Them graphics look mad as well, don't they? Yeah, Have they beefed up the graphics as well? Yeah, the graphics are like 4K now. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so it, it looks really nice. It plays really smooth. They've added an extra 40 hours of gameplay to the campaign mode. Jesus. Uh, and now you can play eight players online, like have an eight-player battle online. Oh, really? That sounds fun. Yeah. Does your, does your machine play at 4K, Jance? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Trev, yeah. I said to Trev the other day, like, He's really, really on graphics cards. Like, nah, that ain't going to be good enough. Yeah. I'm like, nah, it'd be fine, Trev. Nah, that ain't going to be good enough. I'm like, <laughs> you're, you've got the 1070, that Hoff version, which is like super powerful. 
And he's like, you, nah, I don't know. You know why? You know why? It's my fault. I, I, my baseline is my my favorite game, which is, shouldn't be my favorite game because it's not fully optimized. So it's an unfair reflection of what really is shining, what's not. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. My so fault. you need you basically need an extra forty percent of power just yeah. because it's badly optimized. Well, it's not bad. It's not bad optimized. It's just not. It's just not optimized at all. Yeah. No, that's not true. That's not true, man. It's it is pretty well. It's just it's it's up and down depending it's on what you're doing. Like he's sticking up so. for his girlfriend, ain't it? Yeah. I'm right, man. Just like you would stick up for uh, Imperium or I don't need to stick up for Imperium. It sticks up for itself. Building simulator <laughs> or something. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Carrying on with this game now. When you're ready. <laughs> the price of this is pretty good as well because. On the Microsoft Store, it's fourteen ninety nine. Is that it? Yeah. I thought it was like forty and quid. Microsoft always charge a fortune. What's wrong with them? Yeah, and I, I think because it's kind of a remastered version of something they've already got, maybe they thought it'd be a bit cheeky to bring it out and charge forty quid for it. Fourteen ninety nine, well, good price. Wow. Okay. And I'm having a look right now. Yeah. The original Age of Empires two. I put so many hours into that game, just constantly playing it over and over and over and never got bored of it to get it back again, but not to have to play with those old school graphics. It was perfect for me on the 4k. It looks amazing. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it, should yeah. be, it should cost more for all the hours yeah, man, I'm of checking campaign. It out. It's yeah. $14.99. Yeah. Jesus. But yeah, that's why you would expect it to be more. And they, they did a whole marketing campaign for it of this is coming out and it's going to have this, it's going to have that. And so you thought, like, yeah, this is going to be a big release. Yeah, the price is like pretty reasonable. Yeah, because if I'm honest, I kept hearing about Age of Empires and then we went to PC Gamer Weekend and it was there. And then is there another version of it coming out, a newer version? Yeah, there's the new Age Because I got totally confused with this, man. Yeah, I was like, is this it? Is this not it? And then we got there and you was like, that's not the new one. And I'm like, yeah. it looks new. Yeah, because the new one, we don't know when that's coming out yet. But the new one is going to be a whole new thing. Well, that's and... why your price is 14 because it's getting everybody edged in to play yeah. it, liking it. And then, bang, new one comes out. Oh, I want to get that now because I've just played this. Yeah, but that's what I'm thinking as well, is that people might be like, yeah, I'm not going to pay 40 quid for that when the brand new one's going to come out in a couple of months and that's going to be 40 quid. Yeah, but 40 hours of extra campaign they've added to That's a whole new game in its own right. That doesn't add up. I'm not complaining. It's a good thing. just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) What what are they up to? What are they up to? What what do they want? Jance, don't you get the idea? Sometimes you just can't please people. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what are they up to? I don't trust them. It's Microsoft. Yeah, I'm not buying it. Something's they, up. They, they, charge 50, they charge 50 quid for, for uh, their Sea of Thieves and, and 8 quid for their Game Pass. There's only like five games in the bloody you thing. You know what so. it is, don't you, Trev? I know what it is. You what's buy the that? game, it's 14 and then they charge you £10 for each individual civilization. I say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, I, I think what it is, it's probably like a marketing thing where, like I was saying, like for 20 years, there hasn't been any Age of Empires. So they bring this out to get give people a little taste of it. Get and then the new one comes out, yeah. Yeah, and then it's like people like get nostalgic about it and they're like, yeah, I'm back into it. And then in a couple of months' time, this brand new one comes out and it's like 
totally like revamped everything like brand new and then marketing at like, its best yeah and then they're <laughs> like yeah i'm definitely getting that one now have they not brought out loads of them jans i thought they brought out loads of age of vampires so i might get the strategy uh, game. there's not that no, many I, of them i think oh, there's right, three okay. i think oh, there's right. three before this one and okay. this is this is basically a remaster of number two okay. and then they're bringing out the new one later on no remaster of number one no no, because I, I think basically number two is a remaster of number one. Oh, okay, 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 got you. Because num- number one was the one that came out 20 years ago and was like really basic. And mm-hmm. uh, number two was just building on that. And then this okay. is basically a remaster of the number two. Okay. Yeah. A- anyone who played Age of Empires back in the day will love this because it takes you straight back into it and it looks amazing and it plays really smooth. And if, if they were into like the campaign part of it, there's a load more that they've added to it as well. I used to love Age of Empires, but then I started getting onto the turn-based strategy, and now I find it hard to go back to it because it's all moving all the time, and I just want to think about what I'm doing. Yeah, and I'm the opposite because with the turn-based strategy, it's too slow-paced that I get annoyed with it because I'm sitting there waiting for things to happen. I was going to say, it's only as slow as you press the button. Yeah, but then it's because it's turn-based. It's like you do your turn, then you're waiting for the other person to make yeah. their turn. The thing is with turn-based as well, like in Civilization, you can actually play it over email as well. How slow is that? <laughs> yeah. like I do my one move, bump, and then I send it to you, Chance. You do bump, and then send it to yeah. Trev. He does his one. The game would have gone forever. <laughs> Chance, Chance, it does say that uh, here, I'm reading it, engage in over 40 hours of updated campaign content. So that might not be an extra 40 hours. That might be, right, they might class that as we've updated the visuals, we've made some tweaks and changes there. It is still the same original game, but we've just, like, updated everything. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah possibly, uh, I don't know. Yeah, because they say about, like, the uh, narration as well has been updated. So maybe that is what it is. It's the campaigns they had before that they've mm. added animations and narration to. yeah. Um, maybe put a little bit more on top of that still still good value cracking yeah, value actually yeah, even if they hadn't added that even if it was just upgraded graphics i'd still buy it yeah mm. i take it it's co-op and stuff yeah eight players eight players yeah. right okay yeah, that's cool but it's it's not co-op it's eight players head to head but it's, you don't have to be head to head though. You can actually you can actually oh. make treaties and stuff. Oh, wow, I'm I'm looking yeah. at the difference between the old version and the new version. Wow. So the thing is, we could play it like me, you, and Jansen all buy it. We can all get onto a server, open server, and then have eight people come in. So it's us three against another five, and we can actually meet up in game, help each other out, make peace treaties, and then fight everyone else. They they have changed a lot to this. They really have. I mean, I'm watching the video before and after. Even things like the pathfinding for the different yeah. characters and vehicles, yeah. it's all been updated. It's not just the visuals. Yeah. They've done a lot to it, actually. Yeah, that's a steal, guys. Get in there. Yeah, Even I'm tempted, yeah. and I don't play strategy games anymore, so. Yeah, because on the other way, says any more. There's so many videos of a split screen video where it shows you the original and the new ones, and it's like side by side. So yeah. you can see in real time the difference. They've even updated the orchestra, the music. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Tempted. And the yeah. thing is, as well, it might be because they've got this new one coming out, they've got the resources there that they're using on the new one. So they're like, well, look, whilst we've got an orchestra here, 
let's yeah. use them on the remaster of the old one. And uh, it's probably why the development of it didn't cost them as much because they were piggybacking over this on this new one. And that's maybe why they could put it out a lot cheaper as well. It's exclusively only on Windows 10 as well. It's, um, There's so, a lot of that going on, isn't there? Yeah, I don't it's a bit worrying. Them. It's a bit worrying, that. Well, you can't really bring a game like that out in the, the Xbox, which would be the cross-play thing. For a, you know, a gamepad, it would be too difficult, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's 100% keyboard and mouse game. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, nice, man. Age of yeah. Empires, 14.99. Get it, people. Let us know if yeah, you want to get yeah, on. Remember. And we'll all uh, have a battle. Right, let's move on. Community and extras. Any of you two got anything you want to say for community and extras? Apart from, let us know if you want to get into Empyrean, because if you do... I will build a new solar system yep. for us all. I need a, I need a good ten people minimum that that want to get on it if we're going to do it. But yeah, apart from that, anything else you two got to say? I just echo that, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm wanting to get in a big game like that, and yeah, pretty much that's that's about it at the See, moment. The good thing about it is as well, we've had it before where we like none of us are online. I have a look online quickly and be like, there's six people just online, and they've just they've come into our solar system, and all of a sudden everybody run into the computers to get on. Like we need to defend. <laughs> you don't need as many as 10 that would be ideal but even if we had like Dude, 5 or 6 people because 5 or 6 for us we wouldn't have no one to fight against why it's hard you've to got, explain you've got it, AI guys. you said and you've got you've got other you get PVP it, it get too know? boring too much too much open space to do nothing with you need to have people on all the different planets and, and the way it works is people will build on one planet and then they move off and they build another planet and they're all they're, building the same planet or do we you can do go we... anywhere you want they're real planets. You, you can have multiple bases on different planets. Yeah. Is it complete sandbox? Is that yeah, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, There's got to be something. I've never saw the point of a game that has no objective at all. The objective is we build up our base and our all of our different stuff on different places. We build spaceships and all sorts. And then the day someone else comes onto the server and flies through space, because we can't see them until we see them in physical. So we see them, we think, let's attack them. That's a self-made objective, man. I mean, like, what the, the devs have come out with, what they want to do. There are missions the game. in the game, but they're not for, they're very basic. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's basically yeah. just, like, survival. It's, like, build and survive. And you can go yeah. down and, 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 like, bust up people's like, bases. Some of them have, like, massive underground tunnels and stuff. And you go all the way down there, fight your way through the whole base, and, and you will actually find, like, rare weapons and stuff. And the other thing is the building part of it. If you like things like... Minecraft, where you love building massive buildings, like that, and this yeah. is perfect because you can build your whole base however you want. You can build vehicles however you want, make them as big or small. You can add all the weapons that you want on it, yeah. and oh, wow. you can paint them different colours. But it's all real mechanics textures. as well, so if you make it too heavy on one side, when you fly into a planet, it will tip over. Like yeah. We've had it before where people have flown their massive ship into a planet because they built it in space. They've flown down onto a planet, and the weight of it, the sheer weight of all the blocks, just lets it plummet to the floor, and then they can't lift it off the floor because they can't put enough thrusters on it. Oh, Jesus, right, okay. <laughs> but you do, you I'm get, a treat, man. Yeah. You, get, you get capital ships, you get small ships, you get large ships, and they've all got different things. They all connect together and stuff like that. So, But, but you yeah. decorate it all as well. So when you've yeah. built your ship inside, you can put like bedrooms in it, and you can decorate oh. it with like beds and wardrobes. You can have dining areas, you can have fridges. Because you you need to uh, have things like um, battery packs, and you have to have food and water and things like that. You need to have all these resources. Yeah. So you'd build like a stock room, 
and you would have these lockers with all your resources stockpiled. Really well there. balanced as well. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. We're just going Empyrean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can tell how much we like it from Well there's no there's no other shows coming up. I mean that was part of the community's an extra section. I, I um the next show I'll probably be going to is probably the one in Birmingham with you guys, uh Insomnia. And then yeah, there's one we, up in Glasgow gonna, as well. We are gonna be going to the one in Glasgow, so if anyone is wanting to go to the one in Glasgow, um we will be Oh you're in that neck of the woods. Yeah, we'll be uh getting a train down there and stuff like that but there'll be more info on that later on but if anyone's interested just hit us up and let us know that you're interested and we'll let you know the plans but apart from that community mm. extras just get on to some questions we've got a couple of questions before we go and uh yeah i'll read them out as usual and then we'll talk about them and see what happens yeah mm. right first question we got is from action zombie I haven't seen you for a little while dude we need to get into some more games and he says can you talk about Armour 3 more? And if you were to play it again, what mod would you play? Armour 3, for me, is a tricky one. I've got over a thousand hours in that. And Jesus. I love it. Yeah, I love Armour 3. But there's so there's loads of game modes. There's hundreds of game modes. And That's part of the problem, Nick. Yeah, it's just like... Too I've much. Had, I've had a lot of people that have had bad experiences, like Jansen. He played one game mode which really, really was poorly made. And it put him off the game completely forever. He won't go back to it. But then... <laughs> I've played other modes where my favourite one of all time was Wasteland with base building, but with persistent bases, so they stay once the server resets. And it was like all about going and doing missions, earning money, gathering up tanks and helicopters, bringing them back, saving them up, and then we're just attacking people, and that was really, really fun. Me and Matt recently went onto an Exile server with a scoreboard and everything. Where, so the zombies? Yeah, where you get a point for every zombie you kill, and you and basically you just go around and i liked it because it gave you more than the normal armor did because i could constantly shoot things so i find a gun it's got two rounds in it I shoot them two rounds go and sell the gun pick up another gun from a building shoot the zombies with that gun and it and it gave you a chance to shoot off all the different guns in game rather than just going for like the sniper rifle the links and just using that only but it was good because zombies were sneaking up on you and all sorts but to be fair, I would get back into Armour 3 if we had a server which suited everyone, like we could all play together in, in groups and that. So but my favourite is Wasteland, I think. Wasteland or Exile. I've not, I've not really... I played it briefly uh, with you and Matt on, on one, or, one or two occasions. And for me, I agree with you. I, I liked it, but it's one of these games that you need to put time into to make it worth the while and yeah. you guys especially you you don't dip into it enough for me to make it worth the while and i yeah. know armor's supposed to be like a, a kind of army simulator type game uh which is fine it's not necessarily my cup of tea but the mods attracted me i mean i love zombie stuff so you get the zombie mods that are actually probably better than days daisy on its own and you play them, but I mean, you guys understandably have not been jumping into it enough. So if if you do, or there's a few people that want to jump on, I would be tempted to because I've got it. I've got the yeah, game. I jump in is, and try it. The thing is with that game is it's like there's a lot of problems with the game because it's like a lot of them community made servers. But you get in the right server with the right people, and you get the best gaming experience. Me and Matt have been in games where we've got helicopters, we've got tanks. And it's like we get blown up by someone, and next time we go back to our base, we get a tank. I'm driving it, Matt's aiming like long distance. And like the satisfaction from blowing people up, taking all of their money off them and all their weapons, just going back and hiding that and stashing it somewhere, 
that's enough to keep you well happy because it's like you've yeah. earned that from in game. Yeah, maybe we should just jump on a wasteland one day and just have a bit of fun on a wasteland out of all of us. See, I feel like it's a bit too slow paced for me. It is a bit slow, Jan. Because it's clunky, yeah. it's it's not the type of game that you'd play. Yeah, mm. and it's it's the difference of that to something like Earthfall, where Earthfall you jump in and straight away you've just got hordes of aliens coming at you, so it's just constantly shooting, running, yeah. shooting. Yeah, but your action up man different weapons. Yeah, and <laughs> with armor, it was a bit a bit too slow for me. So that's why, even though I played it only a couple of times, both times I played it, I was like, hey, it's not really getting any better. Hmm. I do like it, but. It's something you do need to put time into, and it's one of them games where when you do get into the right server, you, you really want to get stay on there and keep playing and playing and playing. But yeah, I'm free. If anyone's interested in that, we're up for that as well. I'm, I'm always up for a bit of I'm free. I love it. Hope you answered your question. Next up, we've got a question from Christian, and he says, "What do you guys think about the one board PC, like Raspberry Pi, and all like anything like Raspberry Pi?" They are pretty good. I personally think that they they've changed, um, like the whole kind of computer industry recently, yeah. and it, it's just made it so accessible to everyone now to have a pocket sized PC that you can basically fit anywhere because they're got like one sitting in front quid. of me. Yeah, hmm. it, it's like it's a thirty quid PC that can run ten eighty. It's got built in Wi Fi. It's it's got like everything that you'd need in the palm of your hand. Yeah, the one and I've got in front of me is not a Raspberry Pi though. It's a gigabyte. Is it? A, you get USB sticks as well, don't you? They're like big yeah. fat yeah. USB sticks, don't they? And I thought that that blew my mind. I, I didn't know you could get that until recently. Yeah, you get Intel ones. Yeah. Intel stick. Yeah, I think it's the how Intel powerful Edison. are they? How good are they? You can get some pretty powerful ones. Yeah, but it depends what you're using them for. Like for me, there's two yeah. reasons for these. For me personally, one. A Raspberry Pi or, or a single board little computer like that is for learning, learning programming, learning how to make like robots, how to do little games. It, it's that sort of training. You can do everything on there, learning about Linux and stuff. But you can put it all on there and you can practice with it and then you can just wipe it. It's, it's just a tiny little computer. It's, it's like you can throw it away and get another one if you had broke it. Do you know what I mean? That's one of the oh. things I'd use it for. It's for all the Because you can actually get a Raspberry Pi starter kit where you get the kit and you get like screens, you get like all sorts of little flashy lights and stuff that you can make stuff with. And you can actually get a book where like, I was going to get it for my, for my kids to learn on where you get a big book. And it's like back in the day when you was on the Amstrad, you did the drawing with all the coding, but on this, you do the coding and everything for each individual thing. Like whether you want to build a robot, you want to do something like a calculator, you can do anything you want with it. That's one of the reasons I'd use it for is training, learning, stuff like that. The other thing that I think these boxes are amazing for, retro computers. If you want a retro arcade where you've got all the old like Nintendos, the old oh. Segas and all that. Oh, the get, old emulators. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you can get a Raspberry Pi and it can run all of them up to like just before the PlayStation 2, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's up to PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1, sorry. Yeah. And, oh. and and you can get every single game on there emulated. You can get like things like Retro Spin, where it, it runs as a video, so it's like a real arcade machine. So you don't have to load the emulators up and all that. It, it does it all itself. So you switch it on, it gives you an intro video. Then you go like to Nintendo on NES, and then it will show you all your games for the NES, and then you just click on the game you want to play, and you can play it. 
And the other thing as well is media centers. If you don't want a big PC sitting in your front room, you can just have this little Raspberry Pi and it, you can have all your information stored on a NAS drive. You plug a Raspberry Pi in, plug that into your TV, and you've basically got a 1080 media center. Yeah. And could you I, like, I used to run Plex on mine. Yeah. And that streamed yeah. to the whole house. Because you've got like four USBs on it, you can plug in an IR sensor if you're going to use a remote or you could have like wireless keyboard. Endless um, possibilities. Yeah. That's one of its main purposes of the magic, that and obviously the, educa- the educational stuff as well for kids. But that's well. why it's... it was invented. Because yeah. it yeah. was invented by people in Cornwall, wasn't it? I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's UK-based, but yeah, the people that started it up, it was basically they made it for educational purposes, but then all these makers started getting into using them on different projects and stuff. And building like robots and yeah, because they're easily like, programmed to do what you want yeah. with. Because in the beginning, everyone was using Arduinos, and it's the same thing—a single board PC, but at a really, really basic level. And you would have to plug that into a PC and load up your program. Yeah, but it's going to take its own operating system first, can't it? Yeah, but uh, that's it. And so um, you would you would have to build everything away from it and then upload it and you'd have like your inputs and outputs so a lot of people were using it in their home for like internet of things so if you wanted the lights around your tv and you wanted the lights around the tv to interact with the picture that's on the tv they would use an arduino for that and they would program it to be able to pick up the uh, pixels on the edge of the screen and then allocate those colors to an RGB strip around the edge of the screen. So you, it would project onto the wall. And uh, it, it was like pretty hard to do if you didn't have any kind of coding knowledge. Um, but then when these Raspberry Pi's came out, it was basically like going from like that thing to an actual Dark PC. ages to brand yeah. new and easy. Yeah, I yeah. don't do coding. That's what I struggled with, John. So that's a breath of fresh air, actually. Yeah, and now with Raspberry Pis as well, because they're getting so popular, all these companies are bringing out like visual-based coding, so you don't yeah. have to know the C plus or anything like that. Yeah, and, it's like a GUI, isn't it? Yeah, and mm-hmm. if you're if you're good with something like Photoshop and you know what you want something to look like and what you what you want it to do, or you're like a web designer, you mm-hmm. you know the basics of like uh, if this then that. And you can then use that knowledge in like a, a visual way to be able to code these like um, little computers now. And that's why it's so easy for kids to get involved as well. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Because I nearly got one for Jesse and Leo because they wanted to, to learn how to do like basic games and stuff like that. And I was like, look, I can get you one of these and you can just work through because it starts really, really basic as well. It's like really, really basic. Like how yeah. to switch on the light and off a light. You know, you yeah. can get like bits to plug into it with light bulbs in and stuff like that or sequences of lights. Yeah, I, I didn't get it for them in the end because I started buying proper PCs for them and that. Hmm. Yeah. They're amazing little devices and the amount of power in them is scary. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah. you can you can add them together. So I've seen yeah. one guy that's got something like 60 of them and they're all on top of each other and, and got fans built around them. And... He reckons he had the same power as, as like 
1080 PC. I don't know how true that is, but that's that's the sort of where it was going. You know, I wasn't that interested in it because it was like I wouldn't have 50 of these little computers all plugged in together. Yeah. What are we up to, boys? Are we up to Raspberry Pi 2 or something now? Yeah. I think there's a newer one than that now, isn't there? Raspberry yeah, because I3 3 is the latest one. Four, yeah, maybe. But then you've got um, like A and B, and then you've got the plus and the non plus. So I think it might be the Raspberry Pi 2B plus or something <laughs> like that. You just made that up. <laughs> four is the latest one. All right. Uh, model B plus. Raspberry Pi 4 Model B plus. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I yeah. hope that answers uh, all of your questions. Mm. And that brings us to the end of the podcast for this month. I felt we was much more serious this month. Yeah, well, you know, we've got, cool. we've got to get our stuff together. It's all good, it's all good. No but, singing. Um, no, yeah, no singing. We went extremely silly last month, so this month we went a bit more serious. But yeah, uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast. So um, yeah, send your questions in to contact at extremepcuk.co.uk. If you want, you can do it through Twitter, Instagram. You know, feel free to drop us a message if you've got anything to say, any questions, whatever. And apart from that, that brings us to the end of the podcast. So thanks again for listening, everyone. And we will all see you next month. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye.